an old school game review, a foreign exchange student, a cranky Chivo bot, and a question with no answer. What's wrong with San Diego? This is Achievement Hunting 101. How y'all doing? Also with me, I have the class clown, L. How's it going? <laughs> That's a me, Elio. Elio's pizza, yummy. With us also is Nate. How's it going, buddy? It's not bad. How are you all? Doing pretty well. And also with us, we have a foreign exchange student. She is visiting us from the faraway place of VSS. We have <laughs> Michelle with us today. How are you doing? It's good. I'm ready to rank you all from five to one. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> all right, so first things first, like always, let's congratulate those who made the honor roll this week. L, why don't you go ahead and read them off? All right. Dean's list time. Proclamation point. Black Buff has played 850 games. Hopefully he will tell us which ones to play and which ones to avoid. Nerve Bullet has 7,000 achievements. That's adorable. What the Fug has reached a milestone of 69. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 69%. R56 Cooper S11 has 500,000 TA score. Way to go. What's that in Australian? Um, (laughs) I don't know. We have some Australian listeners, so I would never offend anybody. So I'll leave that one alone. Yeah. I'm a very good boy. (laughs) Sim has reached 1,600,000 TA score. Just putting up the numbers. Uh, Kingsman, 2625 has reached a new milestone of 200 completed games. Not and bad. he did this with the game The Swapper. Have any of you guys played The Swapper? Yep. I yeah, I dived I it. I like this one. You just dived it? Yeah, I didn't really care for it. That's because you, you don't get Roman numerals. It's also because you dove it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not a it's not a very fun diveable game. You gotta stick with it. I think it's it's one of yeah. those games where you can complete the game and not get any achievements. Correct. Yes, it is. It is yes. one of those. It is yeah. gross. Yes. Uh, yeah, and even for the anti guide people, the the achievements are for finding hidden terminal thingies, and some of them are just like through walls and mm-hmm. yeah. Just, yeah. You need a guide, unfortunately, for some of them, in my opinion. I'll go back to it one day. But the, the achievements are all Roman numerals, which was actually 
pretty different. I think it comes so. up in like every contest that needs an X. Yes. Yes, that it is does. True. <laughs> Jimbot UK has 350 completions. Way to go. I believe he completed Air Guitar Warrior Gamepad Edition. So not mm. familiar with that one. but it's, it's like Air Guitar Warrior Connect Edition. Oh, but you use only gamepad. using controller? Adaptive Correct. gamepad for foof? Jerk. Let me see. <laughs> uh, my friend Prue has reached a new milestone of 18,000 achievements won, and he's reached a new milestone of 400 completed games. Oh, man. I'm sure he picked a doozy of a game to get his 400 completed games. Let me go look to see what he did it with. ACA Neo Geo The Last Blade 2 win 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Prue, how lame can you possibly be? Oh, yeah, he likes Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, he's on his way to 500,000 gamer score. So hopefully he picks something worthy for that one because that's a quite notable achievement. On his like way, like, fighters. on his totally way, like, how? I'm on my like way there, too, he's close. 300,000. Oh, Meaning wow. he's close. Okay, I didn't know if you knew how close. How close is he? Because maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he doesn't care. Like, how many foofs per hour would you estimate that? <laughs> what? Uh, he's currently at 497,000, so he's close. A few ACA games close. away. I'm sure three more ACA games, and he'll do it. Yuck. Pick a good game, bro. All right, well, going to the the good host of that other show, Freemhole is now in the top 5,000 of the completed games leaderboard. Woohoo! How many nice. completed Wait. games did he need to hit that particular plateau? Well, that would involve doing research, Michelle. That's your oh, job. That's my job? All right. Stereotype the librarian. You <laughs> <laughs> know the Dewey Decimal System. He has... Wait, 174 Way to interrupt without knowing Oof. I know I he, he probably has the wrong settings too God, 174 completions Wow what? That's Oh that's out. right He Finally Finally completed Nicktoons MLB Oh and, nice that's a pretty and, good and if you listen to Zed to Zed That's been a thorn in his side Yeah He, he mentioned like, it like what, every month 23 <laughs> it's been a thorn in his side for many years, so good job, buddy. Yeah, congratulations. Good completion. So way to you go. You can do better. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's too positive. It's just... What happened to our beacon uh... of positivity over there? That's another <laughs> podcast. I'm scared and confused. Our snark level was too low. <laughs> All right. Host milestones real quickly. I am on the top 50 of New York completed games for the Xbox One. Kush Moss has 500,000 TA score. Good job, Kush. Yeah, Kush. Very nice. There was a sale on uh... everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are there any uh, indie games you don't own yet? But anyway, that's another question for another day. It's a very short list. Michelle reached 450,000 gamer score, 800,000 TA score, and... She also reached the top 50 in puzzle games that she's been shooting for. So, way to go, Michelle. Way to go. Well done. Which game did you play for that one? Uh, I th- 
think Samsara got me through all three. Nice. A triple milestone game there. Samsara. So to ask the same question, how many games or how much gamer score have you gotten to get into the top fifty? Um well it's a it's true achievement, I think. It's a puzzle leaderboard by true achievement. It's like a hundred twenty two thousand. I think so. It's a fairly. It's a lot of lo- puzzle games. Yeah, I, I mean, considering the overall is eight hundred thousand now, I've got one hundred twenty-two thousand of that just in the puzzle genre. So that's definitely. How, how much of that is uh, Gems of War? Uh, <laughs> about four thousand or so. So now that we're dialing it down even further, uh, but it's uh, you know, all these leaderboards. Once you get out to that part of them, it's pretty hard to start getting making much more progress and it must have been there at some point in the past because uh, you know on ta normally when you hit 50 or 100 it'll show that little notification on your friend feed but it didn't in this case which means i, I must have done it before and gotten a notification so i was a little disappointing but i'm glad to have it acknowledged here so thank you now how, how much of that effort was fueled by a uh, tropan uh, barking at your heels <laughs> last week. Oh, I know. I loaded up Puzzle Bobble 2. I did Samsara. I, you know, finished Gorgo before I knew he hit the top 1,000 just to keep pace. So, I mean, he really inspired me. So, thank Damn you. Damn you, Chopin. Well done, sir. You can do better. <laughs> Moving on. Elroy OMJ. Love that guy. Way to go. Foof, you're falling asleep there. She beat me to it. <laughs> Elroy with yet another triple milestone for him in his SAF 550 day achievement win streak 15,000 achievements won and 600,000 gamer score in which we retreated to a lovely picture of him straight from Munchkinland um, <laughs> Michelle <laughs> M- Mich- Michelle was <laughs> Michelle was there for his 600,000 gamer score and uh, you want to tell us that story well, if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, we did uh, a VSS some while ago about achievements that haunted us. And one of the ones that Elroy selected that particular week was the Cromerax, the invisible, invincible achievement, the one for beating him in Borderlands. And so he wrote his whole write-up about that. And afterwards, several yeah. of us were like, Grab metal. Eh, eh, eh. several of us were like, we could help you with that at pretty much any time. So he was going to take us up on that offer for the 500,000 milestone, but it was during G-Task and, you know, too many points at that time and he needed to run through things quick. So for 600,000, he set it up so we could finish the giant crab battle and got it done. It took a little longer than I might have liked because, well, you've played co-op with Elroy online, you'll know why. But Elroy did well and eventually got where we had to go because I was able to drive him where he had to go. But anyway, we we figured it out. We got everything done and he uh, he got that achievement. So good job on the milestone, Elroy, and putting Borderlands 2 to bed and or Borderlands 1, pardon me, because I'm thinking of myself, which is well, an awful thing to do. He but, dragged us. He dragged you out of our Borderlands 2 session. Right. Yeah. So but the, the good news there. on that front is that um, by playing with him, it actually made me look better. So... <laughs> that is good news for me this is this is true but uh we'll see if this leads to the rebirth of completionist elroy because remember this was the game that broke him so uh we'll see what the days and months in the future hold for him but congratulations again elroy good job buddy all right well if you are a listener and would like to hear your milestones 
uh, read aloud. Make sure to send me a friend request on TA so I can track them. Uh, I'm usually the one that adds them all, so I might have missed them, or I might not know you're listening. I don't know. I have but two that we... you missed. Oh, see? Exactly. My point oh. exactly. What do you got? Uh, there were two 1 million gamer score hits today. Uh, real quick, Chunky and Monkey uh, was the first person in Welsh, according to somebody's TA status, to hit a yes. million. In Wales. In Wales. And then Wales, uh, too, yeah. today, as well, Kush, well uh, Maychart, L, and myself hung out in Cool Kid Joe's exciting Twitch stream where he hit a million gamer score. <laughs> yes, it was why, very exciting. Why are you laughing? <laughs> um, I mean, it took him eight hours to get a thousand gamer score, but um, but in that time there was some some cool chatter and some giveaways. Right. So yeah, he yeah put, definitely. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, so the execution. Uh, so his plan for the for the one million was uh pretty well, pretty well planned out too. I thought very fitting. He had to do math, so not a fan. <laughs> well, so his name is Cool Kid Joe, and he his one millionth gamer score achievement was above average Joe in mm-hmm. Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom Three. So pretty cool. Yes, yeah. that was a great bit of planning. And that uh, was that the character Beautiful Joe. Mm-hmm. That's an old mm-hmm. title. Yeah, and uh, just also want to give thanks in that stream to Carnage, who was really the man behind most of the giveaways and there uh they were joe's giveaways so he was the one giving away stuff which was super awesome and thank you for that uh but carnage was doing most of the code drops and all that uh doughboy gave away a code during the stream as well so people were doughboy <laughs> said it incorrectly um but people were in there and, and definitely having good chatter about what was going on trying to help uh joe hit that last threshold um do you happen to know what um chunky monkey hit his million with I yes that L does I had it there and now I lost it I know the achievement was called boom shakalaka oh yes I remember now it's from I believe Far Cry Blood Dragon but it's called but it's called boom shakalaka because it involves um a basketball scoring score for scoring a basket and of course boom shakalaka was exclaimed during NBA Jam back in the 90s before a couple of these hosts were around. But have you heard this term before, Corey and Kenny? Of course. Yes. Sounds From like a downtown. <laughs> He's on fire! <laughs> because he got some sun. Kenny really doesn't know. I can yeah. tell it on I've heard Boom Shackle. <laughs> <laughs> From Spongebob? Well, either oh, way. Boy. No. Congratulations so to... to- both two of the people folks who hit a million. That's really impressive. Yes, that's two awesome. people hitting a million on the same day is pretty crazy. What numbers were they again, uh, Corey? Oh, on the official leaderboard. Yes. That I don't have pulled up. It, <laughs> it, was, it was. It hasn't updated yet, but so I don't know who hit it first. Uh, probably chunky since time zones. I guess I don't know, but it was like fifty-six, fifty-seven, fifty-eight, somewhere around there. Well, like we were talking a little bit before recording like it it is like a marathon so you know you have those first couple finishers the stallions and the smirnovs and then there's sort of these gaps and you're going to start seeing this as scary as it is you know more bunches of people crossing a million we're not there yet obviously we're still talking about being in the top hundred 
by a significant margin. But that's that's what we're going to get eventually. So uh, this is the first time I'm guessing that two people have hit a million on the same day. It might not be the case. I haven't researched it. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see that more frequently as we get through this first 100 people who cross that threshold. Especially with all the uh, easy games coming out nowadays. Yep. Definitely helps to get <clears throat> lots of gamer score very quickly. Uno. Hmm, sounds like a good topic to talk about. I understand there's another Uno session coming up soon. Yes, there is a Uno Part 2 coming up. Uh, not time of recording, but if you are listening to this day of release, we will be having a Uno boost tonight at 9 Eastern, so 8 Central, and I don't know what else around the world. If you would like to join in, send me a message. Um, I know it's going to be me. I already have it complete, so I'm just going to be kind of running it. And if there needs to be a slot filled, I know my wife's going to be there. Elroy's going to be there. So this should be very, very fun. <laughs> so just join the session to be in the party. You don't even need to have Uno. You will wait be a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> very, very Wait fun. a minute. So Brooke's going to be with you? Yes. On Thursday night. On Valentine's Day, you're going to be playing Uno. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so why would you go cow. out Thursday night? Go out Saturday, no. and hopefully there's not as many crowds. Only people would, only stupid people would do things on on Valentine's Day, like get married or something. Oh. Like <laughs> Speaking of which, what are you doing out? <laughs> well, <laughs> I will be celebrating my fifteenth wedding anniversary. So, thank you for asking. Thanks for that lovely segue. Um, I will be eating at a steakhouse and probably trying to pass the bill off to michelle <laughs> What? <laughs> oh excuse me <laughs> i will ask if i could pay in xbox money probably won't work uh and speaking of which I want to remind everyone to get the achievement in the game awkward for playing on valentine's day so if you're listening to this the Ooh. day that it comes out that's a good one to go for i'm so excited it will be Aren't my, you? You sound it. It will be my completion <laughs> for the game. I'm ready. Wow. Okay. Good call. Yep. Got to remember that. Those Excellent. those eight or nine people that already have it completed, you know that they're dirty, filthy cheaters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Draggy. I get oh, the me. feeling that even though I don't have the game on my tag and I have no intention to play it, and somehow mm-hmm. L's going to be out for his mm-hmm. anniversary dinner, it's mm-hmm. somehow going to wind up on my tag mm-hmm. on Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. <laughs> it's just a hunch. <laughs> Luckily, that it's would be... not a bad Awkward. completion. I, I've definitely I've played it before, uh, but played it at L's house where you know he's typically the person that's logged in as host profile, so I don't get very many achievements. Um, and it it is fun, and and most of the yeah. questions are pretty innocuous. But we were playing one time, and I, and you know his son was like, "Oh, I want to play." Okay, sure. And of course, that's when it started asking questions that you're like, "Oh." Oh, I don't want to, have to explain any of this stuff. It got awkward. It got so, awkward. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I have this really sinking <laughs> feeling I don't need to extend my That would be awkward. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the only, there's only, if you're not familiar with the game, it's a Jackbox party-ish type game where you one controller can host up to like, I don't know, six or eight people, and you have to do that for a couple achievements. But there's really only one painful Two painful achievements, answering a thousand questions and the Valentine's Day one because it's one day a year. Um, the thousand questions one I've heard is, you know, iffy on whether it tracks really well or not. 
So yes. people have been saying do it in one sitting. Uh, so I, I let a Cronus answer a thousand questions <laughs> while I was at work one day. And I think it took like six hours, but it did it. Good idea. But yes, yeah, you got to do it in one sitting. Otherwise, it doesn't count. Stupid achievement. It's good to know. I know Chin really hated that game, but I, it wasn't terrible. I mean, I guess no. if you're playing by yourself, it's not, not too ex, not I mean, too exciting. I played the entire thing by myself, but I can definitely see where it would be fun with the group. Yeah. Real life people are in your house with Real you. Real people? Yeah, if you're going to play a game like that, play Cards Against Humanity. Or a Jackbox Party Pack game. Yeah. All right. But moving on, we have some world Indo news. Uh, Corey, why don't you give us the rundown on that? World Enduro Rally is a game that came out a couple weeks ago for $1. A lot of people picked it up because it Awfully was a dollar. Um, I think it's, it's Play Anywhere, so that that's also a $1 Play Anywhere title. Uh, that is Trials esque, Trials light, light, light. Um, hmm. Basically, ish. Okay, it's the trials <laughs> where it's side scrolling. You're on a motorcycle, and you go and you lean. That's probably as much trials as you're gonna get. There's no crazy jumps and stuff you have to do so far that I've played. I haven't played too much of it, but uh, the big controversy was that all or most of the achievements were tied to global leaderboards where you had to get first third or second and i don't think they stacked originally and there was a big outcry on twitter and the dev said no we can't we're not changing it uh i think enough people got their attention they put up a little poll on facebook and what do you know today uh they uh, submitted to certification and the update is out it's out now so if you have the game uh go update it and play it all of those achievements have been turned to local achievements, so no more competing with crazy times on the leaderboards. Um, and they added 250, 275 gamer score with a title update that is seemingly fairly easy as well. So the only downside is that there's still three unobtainables that the dev hopes to fix soon. Um, but if, if, that, if you're okay with unobtainables in case they never do get fixed, you can get a good amount of gamer score for a dollar and uh you know have an okay time with it yeah i mean i would hazard a guess seeing as they have been so responsive to this point about the achievements that those unobtainables will get fixed mm -hmm. uh, and kudos to them yeah they seem like they were going to kind of dig in on that global leaderboard but they definitely listened and it's a dollar game this isn't something where people were play paying 20 bucks and now they're invested in a that way monetarily so they could have just grabbed all those you know singles floating around and left it alone but they they did hear the the cry of people and and fix that stuff up and it's a smart strategy for them because those of us who are into achievements are going to remember that they took the time to do that and definitely look harder at whatever they uh put out next so so good on them because it's not something that many developers do Yep, and I, as far as I know, it's a one-person shop. So uh, hopefully, this that that will show in the sales is, uh, you know, how you treat your fans uh, matters. And I, I think that we've seen this in the past, and achievement hunters will uh, appreciate that, and uh, you know, float a float a buck his way. So, and also we've got some got some games that are now backwards compatible. Koosh, why don't you go ahead and read off the list that we got, what we got this week. 
Yeah, so speaking about going back uh, and fixing things, or bringing things back, uh, Orcs Must Die, uh, King of Fighters uh, XIII. Hold on. Which, yeah. What's that number? Come on, Corey. Should be King of Fighters, uh, what is that? 13? There, You don't know how to do Roman numbers either? Yeah, well, you know, it was, <laughs> that was like it's a very long time ago. You were alive when they <laughs> used Roman numerals. Yes, I know. Well, I was there, but, you know, oh, sometimes wait. you forget things. Corey, do you really not know Roman numerals? He doesn't. I, I know Roman numerals. <laughs> <laughs> ask, me any, ask me any Roman numeral. Uh, I. <laughs> One. Good job. <laughs> L. Yes. Wrong L. Oh. I guess quiz time is over. Yeah. I'm alone. So much for the educational portion. Jeez. <laughs> Has anyone here actually played either of the games that have just gone backwards compatible? Nope. I think I played Orcs Must Die on the PC, right? It, it definitely was think- a PC game. That's... The only way, I played it at PAX one year on PC too, but that's my only interaction with either of these games. And I know I must have played a King of Fighters at some point in time, but I don't. I don't know that it was uh, thirteen. <laughs> did King it of have Fighters. ACA Neo Geo I'm... in front of it? <laughs> I don't think it did. Oh, I mean, this was I played it a long time ago. <laughs> Although I think for completion challenge, at least for frames, this counts right for folks who don't want to do an ACA game. He's willing to accept mm. Neo Geo games so, yeah. uh, that are that were released beforehand without the ACA Neo Geo banner. So if anyone out there has been hesitant to get started on that stuff because you're looking for that game that fills that category without being an ACA Neo Geo title, this this one would do the trick, I believe. I'm assuming King of Fighters is an RTS. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> yes, yes, it, it is. Be. It sure. should be. I'm in. Um, I'll get that. Don't tell Elroy that Orcs Must Die is a 200-point XBLA title, though. So don't don't tell him that. He's getting better at TA. I, he'll, he'll figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. And one last thing that we want to talk about. Super Animal Squad. Rocker, you have a easy level in this or something like that? What you got? The Super Animal Squad is a... Corey. Yes. What's the name of the game, Corey? I'm pretty sure that's not the name of the game. Super. No, it's Animal. <laughs> Who wrote that wrong? You, that's the whole, <laughs> it's the whole point <laughs> of the game. It wasn't guys, me. Guys, guys, guys. Somebody read the script. <laughs> that's exactly what Wait I a minute. Animal Super Squad. Otherwise known as? As. Z. A-S-S. Uh, yes. It's a game that just came out uh, beginning of February 2019. It is, I'm going to say Trials-like again, although it's not really. You side-scroll uh, through these tracks with different obstacles in the way, uh, but you are an animal instead of a, a person on a, a motorcycle. Uh, you're an animal, and then an animal on a vehicle at some points, and you try to get from point A to point B, and there's a couple hidden collectibles in the levels now uh as far as the achievements go you just need to play the levels to unlock the different characters and you have to finish five levels with each character you also have to finish five levels with each vehicle and you have to do some uh community stuff now the community stuff is 
all tied to a level editor. You can make your own levels and upload them for the community to use. And what do you know, all of these achievements track in the community made levels. So uh, if you have this game, you can search for a level called AH101. And it is a level that as soon as you start it, you instantly complete the level because it just drops right into the goal that I made. And so basically you do that with each character that you have unlocked, um, which I only played three levels of the adventure mode at the time. And I had three characters, I think. Um, so I did it with those and you can hit each vehicle that has an achievement uh, as well. So you can knock out all of those and then you just make your own level upload it because that's an achievement as well. And it's like a quick 710 gamer score in about 20 minutes. Um, there we go. Yeah. Now the rest of the achievements are going to be tied to fit not finishing that adventure mode, but getting fairly far in it to, uh, to get some collectibles. Uh, but I don't think it's too, too bad. It's, it was like a 1.5 ratio game. So, um, Corey, are you planning to write a solution on TA also that has where to search for this and all that? Um, I wasn't, but (laughs) that's a good idea. Smart. Peer pressure. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Did you say that, did you say that Bills had been commenting on it? Or was that someone yeah, else? Yeah, Bills. If you don't know Bills, he does Achievement Land videos. He did a like a first impressions type video. Kind of went over the achievements a little bit. And I actually watched it after I, I did this. Because uh, I just did it after Titanfall uh, last night. And he kind of mentioned the same thing. He says you can build a, a world. And I think he built one as well. Um, and Use he, ours. Be lazy. Don't build your own. It doesn't. It doesn't matter which one you use. I searched Chivo and actually got found the you know the, an idea for one, and I just made. I took what I found and I made it a little bit more streamlined, where you didn't have had to press any buttons. But yeah, Bills definitely gave some inspiration there and stuff. Yeah, and don't use the AH one hundred and one backflip level that I made because yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I I had it start from a higher point. And uh, the backflip doesn't count, so and you can't delete. So, yeah, just use the AH-101. It'll be a little bit faster. <laughs> um, do you guys like Trials games? Cause, or are you any good at them? Because for me, they may as well be called Tribulations, because I am not good at those games. Oh, nice one. I am. Thank you. I think I'm okay at them. Um, I certainly enjoy them, and I remember... Up until Trials Fusion, I was able to complete all the expert level ones. I haven't spent a whole lot of time on the expert ones in Fusion, but I like the games. I like the games until I don't like the games. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I don't have the skill or the patience or you know, the combination of the two uh, to get all the way to the end uh, of those games. But when I play them, I, you know, I have a lot of fun. The physics are fun. You know, the challenge of Getting a whole bunch of little landings right and the flips, that's kind of fun. So You feel good when you, when you beat a hard level. Yeah. yeah. I don't think anyone really wants to hear me compare Joe Danger to Trials again. So Go for it. Joe Danger is superior <laughs> in just about every way. And, <laughs> there you uh, go. That's it. But I, I like the Trials games, but Trials are, are more physics and less platformer-y. Yeah, that's uh, fine. And... I really love Joe Danger because I feel like I always know exactly what's going to happen when I hit the button. Like I can eventually close my eyes and play a level just by knowing the routine. Where with Trials, there's 
as it says, it's more trial and error. So something that seems to work finally when you've gotten through a tough checkpoint, you fail out before you hit the next space and you try it again, but it doesn't work quite the same way. So I, my experience with trials is exactly like Koosh. I, I love them till I don't, unfortunately. But maybe that's just because I'm my reflexes, you know, I'm, I'm old and I'm just not <laughs> as good at games as I used to be. There's a correlation there. <laughs> hmm. I'll be the odd one out. I don't like the games and I'm not good at them. <gasps> you are a snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> Go get some sun. There it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know if you're alluding to it. I will be picking up Trials Rising later this month. So Nice. All right. I always seem to get the Trials games on launch because I just enjoy them. So. Open your wallets, bitches. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> is this the same bot that's reminding Kronos to do his Bing searches every day? Because the bot's getting oh. awfully salty. <laughs> I think, he's, uh, he's taken too much of your crap. He's done he, with it. He's being overworked a little bit. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but with that, Rocker, what are you picking up for the sales this week? Oh, the sales. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so perusing the list, I have two on the maybe list. They are two games that I've never heard of. They are $5 each, and they are Heart and Slash, which is a roguelite beat-em-up hack and slash. And then Tyler, Model 005, which is an action-adventure. Um, I know nothing about them, but Tyler looked like, just from the cover art, Tyler looks pretty cool. And action-adventure is a decent genre. Now, the other one, I don't even know why I considered it, because I'm not good at beat-em-ups. I usually don't like roguelite. Uh, that one will probably get pushed off unless somebody can convince me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We picked up Heart and Slash when it was like $2.50, I want to say. Uh, and it, it was... I was like, I'm ever... definitely not kidding. <laughs> no, I think it was... No, I think it was $5, but we got Honestly, it... Cause... I thought it was really cheap. Because I got it... oh. don't think I wanted to get it, and I was convinced because it was so mm-hmm. cheap. Uh, it's 75 percent off right now at five dollars so have you played tower of guns at all okay because if you've played that it's it's similar but it focuses on more melee kind of combat instead of gun based combat but i don't at least in my experience it's not quite as easy i don't know what the completion estimate is on ta at this point uh and it's like all roguelites you have to keep playing it numerous times and you'll build up what you have and it's supposed to get easier but I've never managed to enjoy the game enough for more than like a half hour to sit with it to get better at it. It's not that it's it's bad. I think it's good at what it's trying to be. But I think if you're not into roguelites of this nature, I would I would just avoid it. I I think even at the price, it's if that's not your genre, this isn't going to be the game to convince you to try it. Right. Yeah. It looks like I have access to Tower of Guns, so maybe I'll give that a whirl and and see what. Yeah, Chin really loves Heart and Slash because he's Mr. Roguelite. I can't take any Roguelite advice from him. So, <laughs> um, the reason the the reason we got it actually was because it it went on sale right when there was an achievement for playing it on Halloween. Oh right, Ooh. right. That's oh, okay. that's so it went on. It was uh, wow, it was Halloween 2017 already. But yeah, it went on sale that week, and it's like oh yeah, and then 
Everyone else is doing it. Well, let's do it. That was all L speaking, by the way. <laughs> I just wound up pressing purchase. That was all L speaking. I'm like, no, I'm cool without this game. I don't need it. It's come up on random to-do list for me in the past, and so it's gotten me to go back in and, and Kush did it, it too. I'm yeah, like, I, play, I played it some. Kush buys for Kush. Oh. It's different. <laughs> I blame him. Does anyone know this Tyler Model 005 game, though? Um, I, okay. I've never heard of it. I don't know nope. what it is. Sounds like a robot game. So, just like uh, Cool Kid Joe streamed today, every game that was given away, I was checking out on TA, and I had the same four to five friends that played it. True Marvelous, Chin Doctor, Carnage, and Bills. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys yeah. play everything. Yep. So, yeah, nobody here, it looks like, knows anything about it. Um, so, I just checked the video out. Looks cool enough. It, it it will probably slide its way into my ready install. Our friend Redemption Denied has it completed, but that's about it. Oh yeah, I should friend him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see True, Smirnov, Stallion, and Redemption. Yeah, and they're all my close personal friends. Definitely. <laughs> you definitely exchange like pen pal letters with Stallion. I, I've <laughs> seen you with yes. your videos going to the mailbox and. Mm-hmm. Sending them his way. <laughs> so yeah, two uh, two uh, little short list there with two of them. Uh, Kush, do you uh, do you confirm or deny getting anything this week? Um, so I think I'm going to pick up Tyler Model Zero Zero Five. You've piqued my interest. I'm I'm going to look at it. I'm gonna I'm gonna open a tab. And we will see. <laughs> that, wow, that's, that works this. on two levels. That works on two levels. You know, I, I've, so I don't know if your theory or your your methodology here has been discussed, but you you pull up a tab of what mm-hmm. you want that is on sale, and if by next Monday the tab's still open, you buy it. Is that it? Well, I, it's not an auto buy. Okay, uh, but it's you know I I will sit there and look at the sales, and I'll you know control click on the links. It'll open up a new tab for each one. I get rid of the ones I'm definitely not going to get. I buy the ones that I'm definitely going to buy. And then the other ones I just stare at all week <laughs> and, and make up my mind. Well, you know, do I want to do it? Do I not want to do it? And then uh, depending on uh, what happens that week, you know, Windows update, uh, browser crash, uh, what have you, uh, I may completely forget about them. And then I'm safe. My wallet is happy. Um but yeah, so I'm I'm gonna leave a tab open on this one, and we'll see what happens. Um, while I already have the next two that I'm gonna recommend, um, there was nothing new that I was gonna buy. Uh, I think from the sale, so that either tells you that there wasn't a whole lot on sale, or that I've bought way too many things in the past, <laughs> um, or both, or a little bit of both. Yeah, why not both? Uh, so Little Acre, <laughs> Little Acre for three dollars and twenty four cents. It's one to two hours. I'm sure there's a guide. It looks looks you really cool. You don't need a guide. There, no, you probably don't need a guide. There is a guide. One to two hours. It's a great guide. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I can I can game. recommend that too. It, it, fun fact: it has a Star Trek reference. Oh. So have fun looking for that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm, I will play that without a guide because that's the type of game I you know I kind of grew up on um those point and click uh king's quest type uh games and then the animation style is you know about when i was born as well um vostok <laughs> <laughs> the second game is vostok like Inc. Bluth, right yeah That's exactly right. exactly <laughs> it's got that don Bluth style yep and uh, Corey and kenny are just gone they have no idea what like, we're talking what? about or dot who. g don Bluth. 
<laughs> Do you know Bugs Bunny? <laughs> uh, the second game the is Vostok. Sorry. <laughs> second game is Vostok Inc. Uh, Vostok Inc. is kind of a combination of, um, let's say, a twin stick shooter. So, like, let's say a good version of Asteroids. Um, or, you know, an updated version of Asteroids with, you know, slightly more arcadey uh, physics response. Um, and then you, let's say you want some more of the clicker heroes kind of economy grind. Um, it's got that clicker background heroes. as well. Yeah, it's got a little bit of the clicker heroes. So this was before uh, Idle Champions came out. Uh, this was like your only other clicker heroes type <laughs> option. Uh, on the Xbox, uh, and you basically go down to a planet, and you would buy uh, certain buildings and upgrade them, and they would basically just generate income for you, and that's how you basically amass a lot of wealth. Uh, but you you're flying through different solar systems and visiting uh, different planets, blowing up different types of aliens, meeting <laughs> new and strange uh, races of people, and, and then fighting them. Um, so it's a fun little game, um, and it's seven forty nine. Uh, not a bad little price. I, I recommend you check it out and see if it's for you. And those are the two that I've got going. About you, L. Ooh. You know, there's a lot of good sales. You know, things that we take for granted because they're on sale all the time. For example, the Bioshock collection. Three Bioshock games for $15. Uh, that's a pretty good deal. <clears throat> are we supposed to buy the uh, handsome collection there, uh, Kenny? <laughs> Why? We're never going to finish Borderlands 2. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely should. Excellent point. <laughs> It'll probably go games of gold by the time we're done. Might go something. <clears throat> um, there's a game on there with my name on it. Uh, the Troll and I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like our biography. Oh. <laughs> yes, that it is. <laughs> I honestly don't know if that's supposed to be any good, but I, that's the biggest sale that it's been on, I believe. $15 down from 50 I have no idea about the game, but people were talking about it being a little rough, a little hard. Mm. Speaking of which, there was another polarizing game that actually came up in Discord today. Spiral Splatter. Ugh, I hate that where, game. Where, where people either beat it in a few hours or can't do well in it at all. It's a very interesting discussion that took place. It's also a sometimes you game, right? So it's got the other potential issue that if you have multiple accounts logged into your xbox it may glitch out in such a way that you can never earn achievements on your tag oh yes michelle just something to keep in mind if you're looking into if it you're uh if you're, to... if you're if you're a dirty game sharer then yes right right because no one is no one right would do that no no one would share an account oh, no. okay no yeah i think even kush and his arthritic hands uh were able to uh beat that game in, in a couple of hours yeah it wasn't my hands that was that was the problem it was um well first of all my motivation was the l was pretty far along in the game <laughs> uh and it looked like he was gonna beat it pretty quickly so if l can <laughs> I, do it so i had a little fire under my butt and i kind of went i went for it and i played maybe in one or two sittings maybe three sittings um and that was painful because my eyes it felt like they were gonna start bleeding because uh, you have to keep them open, right? I mean, because there's, there's a lot of fast-moving, twitchy type <laughs> yes, stuff. And, do. like, I'm just staring, 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 and my eyes are bleeding. Uh, and that was probably the hardest part for me. Somebody, yeah, I remember, yes. Uh, Israel, I think, said that you might be able to use a keyboard uh, to play this game. Yeah, that was 
weird. I don't know what he was getting at. I'm not sure how that would be better. That sounds like it's even harder than it already is. I don't know. That was weird, yeah. If you could use um, a mouse, well, it would be super easy. I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. I think it would be easier if if up, down, left, and right were tracked in such a way. Because a, a lot of times my issue with the game when I was playing is like, I thought I was going straight down the track, but right at the very end, I would, I guess when I was releasing the thumbstick, it would go up and hit a wall. And if you're using a keyboard and you're just pressing right, it's just going to go straight right. It's not going to have that sort of variance at when you're releasing the trigger. So maybe in that regard, it might be easier. I don't know. Yeah, but you just have to bang your head against the wall and get it done. Actually, I might have mentioned this before, but when I played it, I went back to it. I had lost some progress in my game. And if you go on the... On TA, it's happened to people as well. So that's why I actually decided to get it done in one sitting. It took me about four hours or so. You know, some people an hour or two. Some people can't get past the first group of levels, Corey. And... Oh, and I don't think I mentioned it is two ninety nine. So at that price, I think if you don't have it, you should get it if you're... Any it's kind a, of achievement. It's a better hunter. game than North, but oh, I, yes, I would not definitely. say it's easier than North. I would take North over that game, but Oof. that's just because Ooh. it's an easy completion. Whereas Spider <laughs> just pisses me the hell off. Right. If you want a guaranteed completion, go with North. But if you want a game that might actually have some gameplay, go with Spiral mm-hmm. Spider. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, what's in um, to borrow from michelle's wallet again um maybe <laughs> maybe we could pick up wwe 2k19 digital edition um so we don't have to put in dirty discs it's still the one disc i buy every year so i can get the collector's edition this year i got a whole bunch of rick flair swag Woo! And the one thing i've learned from oh, buying right. the wwe digital <laughs> edition is that i wind up on the hook for boosting it mm-hmm. so oops <laughs> I think, but I it think. is uh sixty-seven percent off, so it's twenty bucks for regular edition and thirty bucks for the deluxe edition. They seem to do this annually with the WWE games. Just a couple months before the previous year game, previous year's game is set to have the server shut down. They put the current years on a you know sixty-five percent sale, or whatever it is, because that's how we picked up WWE. E2K18 and mm-hmm, 17 mm-hmm, and have mm-hmm, those digitally. Mm-hmm. So this is pretty common occurrence for that. And too. bought. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> how much of this purchase is that the game is fun and how much of the purchase is well, we've been doing it every year since you know, um, for five years now. I so love the WWE games. I'll give credit where it's due. The WWE games are actually for, for the product especially, they're really amazing. The attention to detail and the depth of the customization options and things of that nature. The roster has over, at least over 100 guys and legends and everyone just... And, and it's amazing. incredibly thorough. It's not that you just get the guy that looks like the guy. The entrance is in there the way it should be. The entrance music... All of their mannerisms are taken into account. If they have a certain kind of finisher, they're all in there. They're all available. But then if you don't want the guy to act that way, that's okay. You can customize him to do something different. So they are really exceptional. And it's been the same development company, Ukes, that's been doing them forever. And these guys just, they know their craft and they're really good at it. 
And if you're into WWE games at all, it really is a good sale. We usually just get them because the digital version is easier for us to boost with because then we both have access to it really easily. And I'm the sucker that's like, okay, I'll help boost. Um, and then I just have all the really high ratio online achievements and none of the really easy stuff that everyone else gets. <laughs> um, I will say I yes. played one of these once and I was looking for John Cena, but I couldn't see him. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Wow. <laughs> well, I think 2K16 was a, a games with gold title some time ago but um but yeah if you're into them and you tend to wait for the sale they're definitely worth it like if you're into the product they they do a they really do a great job and they always have some kind of campaign mode that's well thought out and well researched so always a good job to them they, they do great work um you looking but, to get any games michelle uh games for me or games for l mm-hmm, i guess mm-hmm. both technically oh okay um I mean, the, short, the short answer is no, but <laughs> looking at the list, uh, during Cool Kid Joe's stream today, he streamed Glass Masquerade, which is this game where you sort of have these stained glass windows and you're trying to fit the puzzle pieces into them. And it just had the word puzzle in it. So, of course, my <laughs> attention was immediately attracted that way. Uh, it's on that first week sale that some games go through uh, currently for nine fifty nine. The game looked interesting enough, but it also didn't look like the most interesting thing to play. But I don't know if that's just because the stream was very quiet and, um, you know, Joe clearly had a plan for the million that was going a little longer than he thought. But it looked interesting. It definitely looks like something that I would stay up too late playing because I just want to finish one more puzzle. Um, also, I, I, I'm intrigued by the awarded platformer bundles. This includes two games, Toby the Secret Mine and In Between. And that's sixteen forty nine. I didn't grab what the regular prices of those games are. Um, but both of these games are fairly quick completions. Toby and the Secret Mine is about two to three hours. Uh, in between is five to six hours. So you get two fairly short games that are fairly well regarded indie games. Uh, and, you know, platformers are always uh, kind of a good standby. So intrigued by that, but not likely to get it. And also uh, to go the Kush route and actually uh, recommend something. Elroy, cover your ears if you're listening, because I'm going to recommend a 200 uh, gamer score game. Uh, I really liked The Misadventures of PB Winterbottom. It was a game I really enjoyed on the Xbox 360 back when they released one Xbox Live Arcade game a week. Uh, you know, I think the puzzles are, are pretty clever, and the studio had sort of an interesting story about how they got there and how they weren't really game programmers and somehow made this game. And I think they went on to do King's Quest, the the remake one. So, you know, it's in good hands. And uh, again, the puzzles are pretty clever. It is difficult. The game can be tricky. But if you're looking for a, a good, solid puzzle game where everything is definitely solvable, but if you don't want to solve it yourself, you can find good YouTube videos. Uh, Winterbottom's a good choice for only $2. Now, this is a game that you do not want to walk away from and intend yes. to come back later yes. like I did. Because <laughs> when this comes up mm-hmm. in the RTDL, forget it. You're never going to you're gonna have to, yeah. to sink time into it to relearn the controls. Funny you should mention that. It came up on L's RTDL, and he's like, oh, would you mind helping me? And I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, I loved Winterbottom. Let me take a look. I had no idea what I was doing. He's got something late in the game. And I was just like, no, I can't. I, there's no way. Because I'd have to spend a full day re learning how to play the game so absolutely accurate piece of advice but uh still i would recommend the game at two dollars i think it's well worth it uh what about you Fu? is you picking up anything in the sale well i was gonna say 
nothing. But after Koosh talking about the, uh, the oh my, the Vostok <laughs> Inc. Yeah, another clicker heroes. That's um, that's a maybe. But since I got idle champions, probably not. I'm probably not going to get anything. Well, it's it's nothing like idle champions. It's so I don't want to sell it as a clicker hero. Um, you know, something that will fill that gap in your life. But it does have elements of clicker heroes. It's more of a twin stick shooter than anything else. But, uh, you know, I think it's quirky. I think it's fun. Watch a video. See what you think. Twin stick shooter, clicker hero. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. I'm glad you asked. All right. So we got a community question once again from Chip. He asks, what is the number one game you're looking to finish up this year that has been in your backlog? Well, when I first got this question, I immediately thought Defense Grid 2 because I messed up on it and I really wanted to get that completion just because it was getting personal and I just want to get it done. But thanks to Corey, <laughs> I actually finished that last night. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, satisfying completion. Very happy with that. So I'm going to switch it for the question. Instead, I'm going to do Halo 4. If this, you know, as said it a million times, love Halo, and I'm very close to this. But yes, I have four achievements left, basically three achievements. I have to complete solo or complete legendary solo. When then there's the other achievement to just you know, complete legendary the hop at the same time so that's basically you know two in one shot and then i gotta carry a unsc weapon through mission three and then steal a raft and kill four other wraiths in mission five so i'm very close to getting that completion so yeah that will be the game that i'll be doing for my backlog this year or yeah michelle what, <laughs> ga- what game are you looking to finish up this year for your backlog well i look forward to the day that Something in your backlog that hasn't been completed yet I, is a question I can answer without saying Gears of War 2. <laughs> uh, but it's still Gears of War 2. That said, if we're looking for a little variety, uh, Silent Hill Homecoming is actually another game I played way back in my early achievement hunting days. And I have one achievement left uh, where you have to replay the game. And if my understanding is correct, there's some kind of laser weapon you get early on and it makes the game pretty easy, but I've just got to block aside the time to do it. Uh, and if Finishing up in the context of this question doesn't mean completion necessarily. One game that I'd love to go back to that I've tried multiple times and just never kind of hit my stride with it is Enslaved Odyssey to the West. I've heard nothing but amazing things about the game. I've also heard exceptionally amazing things about the DLC for the game, because apparently that Pixie's Perfect 10 DLC is one of the best DLCs ever released. And uh, it's, it's one of the games that when I look back at my backlog that I have access to that I'm actually interested in playing, but just never really gave it fair time. So hopefully one of those will actually come to fruition. Uh, El, what about you? Well, we've been working on Mr. L.A. Noir for the 360, so I look forward to finishing all the five stars and finding all the cars. And actually, we haven't done the DLC cases yet, so... They're good. That, yeah. Don't use the guide. No, no, never, no. never. We actually didn't, which is why it's taking so long. So now we're going back and five-starring everything with the guide. Do it legit. It's easy enough to go back. It's worth it. Yeah. Great game. And yeah, part of the fun has been actually going back with the guide and seeing the correct choices versus the ones that we made and how differently the story plays out. 
So for sure, definitely go guide free this time. There's actually a lot of different dialogue built mm-hmm. into the game based on your choices. Um, and also, just a lot of 360 games I'm trying to bang out. Um, I'm on an old game kick because they show up on my random to-do list. Games like Gun and uh, Penny Arcade Episode 1. Both are well over 10 years old. But it's it's nice to finally play some of these games that I've had for a long time. Hopefully complete them and move on. Corey, what about you? Shrug emoji. <laughs> that's how that's pronounced. Yes, uh, the technical term. I don't know. I don't really, I don't really have any plans to uh, to make sure I hit anything. I don't know. A- ACA Neo Geo Spin Master Win Ten. I'll answer for you, Corey. I have a backlog, of course. I'll answer for you, Corey. Go ahead. Evolve. No. And Marvel Ultimate Alliance. There, there you go. Those mm-hmm. are the games you really want to complete in your backlog. Yes, yes. I, I, I really want to complete Castaway Paradise. Uh, Assemblance. You didn't finish that? I need to get back into that. It's. I, I need one shell, and the shells are you. You can't plan for them. They're random. That is. It is. A but if you don't play it, you can't get it for sure. But I've been <clears> logging in. Well, I've had a bad streak <laughs> here, but I've, I was doing it daily just for the show. Ah, well, if you listen to "Stay a While and Listen," you will, that's called pulling a frame. <clears throat> you would call that a. Uh, Call that a mist shell, right? Maybe shell shock. Okay. So yeah, castaway. That stupid achievement and assemblance. Sigi. Ugh, assemblance. Lots of stuff. Lots of little stuff. That's wow. That's also mentioned on that. I know. I'm gonna try to complete it in just you know two runs instead of four. Yeah, just don't have the runs while you play. That's not good during a speed run. That might help you play faster. No, maybe. <laughs> Uh, who's next? What does this say? Does it say Koosh? Kosh. Yep. Kosh. 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 Kosh of the Mosh. Kosh Mosh. <laughs> so, um, uh, one of my goals, one of my overarching goals for the year is, um, completions. Um, you know, trying to get, uh, Metroidvanias done, trying to get, uh, these, the backlog done. Um, and so in my list of, uh, <clears throat> stuff that I've put on my blog, things that I'm planning on going through, You'll see Enslaved. Um, so, yeah, so I'll, I'll be doing that as well. That's kind of one of the ones I want to get done. Uh, but the one that kind of started it off for me and the one that will probably, I guess, have the most meaning, um, maybe not be the hardest uh, or the most <laughs> satisfying, but it'll definitely be the one uh, that has the most meaning is the one that kind of made me think, oh, yeah, I really do need to go through and clean up all the stuff in the backlog with just these tiny little nuisance uh, achievements and that is uh assassin's creed the first one um somehow i missed the conversations achievement i I think i've talked about this before yeah so i basically just have to blast through the main you know the main storyline and just make sure i hit all those achievement points i'm about a third to a half of the way through that run um so i should just be able to knock it out um but yeah that's kind of the one you know that was the whole um start of the plan uh, for the completions this year for me. Um, so getting that done would be um, nice. I'll, I'll be very happy about that. Oh, that was um, the first Assassin's Creed, right? Yes, the first Assassin's Creed. So that's not the one where you have to hit A during during the thing, right? And see all the different... Uh... No, what, what not... I, what are those called? Right, the, yeah, those the like flashbacks the... or whatever? Yeah. I forget exactly what they were called, but you don't Sequences? have to find all of those. No. 
you, you something else. just have to find the majority of them. Yeah, there was like a seventy yeah, percent. I think or something like synchronization that. is is right, but yeah, when oh, okay, you see yes. something in a different viewpoint, pit A or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah, been no, so long just... I played. I don't even remember that. Uh, yeah, it's just talking to. Uh, I want to say her name is Elena or something like that. <laughs> but we did that on know, another that's... episode. <laughs> yeah. So write in, tell me how I'm wrong. Girls' names, um, yes. Uh, that game drives me crazy because there's no subtitles. Ugh. What were you thinking, Ubisoft? Oh, speaking of which, I completed Shadow of Lootbox this week, and there's an achievement for climbing a tower and jumping into a haystack, which I found quite amusing. So. <laughs> I wonder where they got that idea. <laughs> oh, well, the achievement's called Assassin, so I have no, I have no idea. <laughs> by the way, the woman's name is Lucy. I was oh. close. There was, there yeah, was a you had an there. L yeah, in there. There was a vowel. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Does she eat chocolates on a conveyor belt? Oh wow, you're really uh. getting into old territory there. <laughs> I got that reference. Oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> really. Holy crap, it's been 10 years since I've played the first Assassin's Creed. Jeez. It was probably good back then. Oh, it was it's still good. Oh, yeah. Genre-defining. I mean, that there it aren't is. that many games that get to say that. That is true. I mean, yeah. It, it, it holds up um, in, in some regards. I mean, the graphics are still pretty good, mm-hmm. and the gameplay, I think, is still pretty good. It's annoying to do the flags. I mean, that... There's a lot of quality of life things that could be could be added that have been added since then. Are you playing um, on your One X? Yes. Yes, because that game had a 4K I, patch. Yeah, I was not. I think uh, when I when I first started going to do the cleanup, because I don't think they had the backwards compatible patch. Um, but yeah, since they've added that, yeah, uh, I'm definitely going to be doing it on the One. Looks pretty. Speaking of completions, let's talk about the Freemholes completion challenge. And the BCM. This week we're going to go over the next category, which is the I'll take actual reality for 500 Alex. Complete a game that has <laughs> a VR port or version. So I'm not going to lie. I really didn't know that many VR games for this. And there was only two that kind of really stuck out in my head. And that was, well, the first one that really stuck out was Super Hot. And that was. <coughs> and I definitely want to try completing that because I'm interested in that game. I hear a lot of good things about it and would like to play it. And then the other one, I was doing a little look in and I noticed that Super Lucky's Tale is VR. So that would be cool to play because I haven't tried that. I've watched a couple of videos on it. would like to try it. But in all honesty, I'm kind of copying Koosh on this one. So I'll let Koosh talk about the games. <laughs> I was going to say... Uh, I'm looking at my. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm copying your um, homework this week, so you yeah. can talk about what it takes to complete them. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm looking at the sheet here, and I see it says copy Kush on this one. Yet you just went first, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> seems smart. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> so yeah, Super Hot um, is a cool um, premise. Uh, it's a first-person shooter um, slash actiony thing where you're kind of running around. Uh, and and all you and your enemies are made out of glass it seems like um so one bullet will just shatter them or one thrown object will shatter them um you can catch uh weapons as they're being dropped so you'll run into a room you don't have a weapon you can punch um a guy and then grab his sword or grab his gun shoot another guy it's it's all very cool because the the way time works in this game is time only passes 
uh, as you move or as you turn your head to kind of look at what's in the room. So if you stand still and you kind of pan around to see what's behind you, planning your next move, time is moving, but very, very slowly. Uh, as soon as you start to move, then time moves in real time. Um, so if you foolishly run into a room, everything's in, in regular speed. Uh, it's very hard to do anything because there's just so many guys, so many things happening all around you. Um, and, and so in VR, this must be a trip. Uh, but we're on Xbox, so we don't have VR. So that's why it works for this challenge. Uh, and then Super Lucky's Tale started um, as Oculus VR. Wow. Um, and it is, uh, they, they ported it to the Xbox. It was the first game I bought um, that was X enhanced. Um, and it's just a platformer. Um, the, the, the workings that they brought across uh, for the VR uh, to the Xbox basically allow you to pan the screen. Like you can kind of tilt the screen to the right a little bit or tilt the screen to the left a little bit to kind of get a little bit of perspective that I imagine would you know be what you'd be seeing if you turned your head while you're playing the game. It's not very useful. Uh, maybe it helps you see one or two coins. Um, but the game really is just kind of a, a Mario 64-ish uh, platformer. It's got its own little charm. It's not very difficult. Uh, it's a fun platformer if, if that's your thing. Um, is this a VR title? Because it's a sequel to a VR title. It's a sequel? I, I didn't think it was a sequel. I thought it was yeah, it, a, a direct port. Lucky's Tale is the VR title. Super Lucky's Tale is the sequel. Maybe, maybe I don't know. This is. I think we're going to need a rule in here. Hmm. See, this, is, this is how you get busted. This is how you get busted by the teacher. <laughs> you copy off of somebody who's got the clearly the wrong answer, and now now they'll know. Yeah, Next here's, time here, I'm copying Michelle's homework. Here, here's a post in uh, the Oculus subreddit. Uh, has anybody figured out how, if there's a way to play Super Sluggy's Tale in VR? Huh. Koosh, do better next time if I'm going to copy your homework. So, like I said, super hot. <laughs> uh, actually, that game was just called Hot. Oh, <laughs> Super Contra. <laughs> Crazy people. About you, Rocker. Who are you going to copy off of? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we saw of that. Can't Rock. see which none of you can. Rocker is sitting there furiously erasing his homework right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, uh, I only have two on my list, and neither one of them is super lucky's tale. <laughs> uh, Good job, doing doing the research. They are. Hellblade, which has recently got a VR port, and I need to play that game. I haven't yet. I haven't even dived it. Um, and the other one is a long shot just because I don't know if I'm really going to want to sit and do it, but Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes uh, is a contender for sure, and that was a straight port from VR. So Now, with because I know there was some discussion in Discord about this particular uh, category. Uh, like Abzu came out, but it came up, but Abzu wasn't actually released for VR. It was released through some other thing that sort of made games work in VR. Now, Hellblade is actually a VR port, or is this that same structure? I'm like 95% positive that Hellblade was ported to like true VR. 
Okay, because your eraser is getting pretty thin there. I don't want you to have to change too much else. <laughs> no, no, I think I think uh, we, we already established that <laughs> one is good to go. All right. Yeah, so. That should um, be a good game in VR, too. Yeah, I, I'm sure it is. If you had VR, that is. So, L's looking forward to complete L.A. Noir as his backlog game. What are you going to look forward to playing as a VR game, L? Don't say L.A. Noir, don't say L.A. Noir, don't say L.A. Noir, L.A. Noir! Which actually, (laughs) well, the reason I want to do this, I want to get my hands on the VR version, actually. I came across it, it's called L.A. Noir, the VR case files. Yeah, I was actually going to call a a challenge on you for this one, because I don't know if it counts. Mm, well, I'm gonna say yes. Need well, because, because, well, as I was saying, this um, YouTube series from GTA series videos just—it's basically just a few minutes of bloopers from that game, and it's hilarious because you can wave your arms around and do crazy stuff and throw things at people, and they just sit there and don't react, and just very funny videos. So, based oh, on that alone. Oh, oh. On what ground would you say it doesn't count? Because just from looking at that brief video, I haven't researched it, but like there's there was a little clip in that video from the very end of the game. So I don't know if I guess the impression is because it's called Case Files that it might just be the it's cases. It's not but the that's full. The game is. It's not the full game. I guess like is seven, what seven cases. Oh, okay. So they only reworked certain yes. portions of the game. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, that doesn't sound like that one's going to count. It says VR version. A version could be one episode from it. <laughs> a straight, if it just said a straight port, that's a little more strict, I would think, because a port is the same exact game. But but a version, you know, Lucky's Tale might even count if it, you want to view that It might make that a comeback. Broadly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll I have see. to put it back on your answer. We later shall later. see. Otherwise, I have to say Borderlands 2 again for the hundredth time. So we go. shall see. Fallout 4 has VR. You. Oh. No, thank you. But you just want it. Yeah, but this means you have to complete Fallout 4. Yeah, exactly. Right. Maybe, I, maybe I'll complete that. I just have the DLC left in it. Oh, there you go. But I have to Look buy at you it. being <laughs> close to the finish on all these games. Yeah. What about you, Michelle? What game you want to try to complete? Um, well, I'm going to be boring and just say Borderlands 2 because I have this dream, along with finishing Gears of War 2 someday, that... <laughs> Borderlands 2 might be complete. Um, I don't really have a, a backup plan for this one. So this is this is a topic where I'm going to kind of have to buckle down on this one. I've been interested in Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes Forever because I've played the original VR version once a long time ago and it was fun. And I think it might be fun local again. Uh, but then I remember hearing Elroy talk about the single player just trying to play it for the achievements experience which is what this would boil down to and i just don't think i could put myself through that so it's going to be borderlands 2 or i'm going to fail this challenge so you're saying abzu doesn't count it does not count Uh, well let me take that back frame as we've discussed before is really more as long as you're playing enjoy it so he may be okay with it but for purposes of better completions matter i we'd have to ask you know, Iron Fist of stuff where he stands on that particular one. So we'll have to return with an update next week, maybe. Sounds follow good. through. What? All right. And the last topic we want to get to today Rocker has a game review for us. What'd you bring? Yeah. So 
This is a game I've streamed twice now, um, and I'm only talking about it because I haven't quite nailed down the, the YouTube stuff, but I'm still going to work on it, so uh, if you see this in the future, don't be surprised, but we're going to talk about Battle Princess Madeline here real quick, and if you're not familiar with this game, um, it came out late last year, uh, I believe in December, if I remember correctly. Uh, and essentially, as the title suggests, you play Madeline and you are trying to save uh, a kingdom uh, from ultimate peril. And you travel through time and space to different areas and you go and you fight enemies and, and all this might not mean much to you. And until I mention what it's kind of based on, which is a game I've never played. So I brought an old with me to uh, to help fill that gap. <laughs> but it has the retro feel of Ghouls and Ghosts. Now, when as soon as I started playing this, I think it was Smitty, who he's a he's a resident old. <laughs> he, he he immediately mentioned that, and uh, I looked it up later, and yeah, it's it's very much like uh, Ghouls and Ghosts, and uh, it, on their little advertisements they also mentioned wonder boy 3 which i've never played so uh if you're familiar with those kind of games you know you're gonna know exactly what you're gonna get into um uh, it's looks like there's a ghost maybe yeah. yeah this has a ghost yeah yeah it does um it i from what i've gathered ghouls and ghosts is a hard game mm-hmm. would you agree mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah th- this was hard for me uh i don't even think i've made it past the second like set of levels um or with the worlds or whatever you want to call them. But uh, there's 10 levels total uh, in you. There's a story mode and arcade mode. Uh, it's hand-drawn art. Uh, they, the actual cutscenes, I love the way they look. If I had to describe them, they kind of look like the old-school Zelda show, the TV show-ish. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed that cutscene. But the actual gameplay is sprite-based. Um, I don't know what bit it is. Uh, and then the sound of the game is really good. It's orchestra orchestrated, I guess you would say. And they have two different versions. Uh, uh, What's well, classic arcade and the modern orchestra. And uh, I enjoyed both. And yeah, the... Do you have any thoughts on this, Goosh? Like I said, I it was hard for me, uh, but I'm not used to these hard games. I'm a little bit, I'm not a snowflake, but you know, I'm I'm in between. Right. Well, there are two game types or two game modes for this. Um, the story, and you had mentioned those, the story and the arcade, and I don't know if you touched on the um, the differences between them so much, but the story mode is just what it says. Um, you know, it's your classic adventure. You know, with the narrative behind it. Uh, cutscenes and you know more exposition whereas the arcade or maybe adventure i think it was called arcade mm-hmm. is basically <laughs> like a fast forwarded version of that I, I actually started it up and watched the intro scene um where it introduces your companion uh, and how you get that companion it was very fast i was like i remember this taking longer when i first started the game as i went back to kind of do a little refresher um oh and- i see it's a dog it's a mm-hmm. ghost dog. Yep. It's a ghost dog. Fritzy. Uh, yeah, and your ghost dog um, gains powers later 
But right off the bat, um, the main benefit he gives to you is when you die um, or when you run out of health, he'll bring you back. Um, so you have two meters. You have a health meter and you have like a dog spirit meter. Uh, and as, when your health meter goes down, assuming that there's enough banked in the dog spirit meter, that will basically bring you back with full armor uh, and full health. Uh, but every time he does that, it takes a chunk off of his meter. So you maybe have three or four of those. So think of them as lives. Basically, you're, you know, his meter is lives. You're collecting those. As you kill monsters, it fills his meter back up, which gives you maybe another chance. Uh, later on, you'll pick up more powers, and he'll be able to, um, I think, do ranged attacks. Um, but that will drain his meter, which means that if you die you may have to go back to a checkpoint rather than being able to start right from where you were. It does have kind of the old Ghosts and Goblins um, mechanics in that when you get hit in the air or when you get hit, you get knocked back. Um, there is no, um, you know, there's there's nothing more frustrating than a platforming section with a little flying guy who hits you at the apex of your jump and now all of a sudden you bounce back between the two platforms and you fall way, way, way down. Um, that That's old school gaming. Uh, and they, they have brought that back. Uh, don't know how I feel about that. The nice thing about the jumping is that um, unlike old school games, when you jump, you commit to that jump. You keep moving forward. There is no movement in the air. Uh, this game does have air movement. So when you jump, if you're like, whoops, nope, uh, you, can, you can zip back to the other side and kind of avoid that. Um, it's got the um, the iconic weapon. I think you start off with a lance, yeah, uh, if I remember. I um, so, so. It, it, yeah. So it is, and I think the the developer actually mentioned that you know this was um, kind of a a letter for his daughter, Madeline. Um, I could be making all this up, but it sounds like a good story. Uh, where the developer <laughs> is basically made this game to um, inform his daughter about games of his youth. Um, and so he kind of wraps it up in a, um, I want to say never ending story or princess bride, um, kind of, you know, delivery system. So, you know, she's in bed and in comes grand granddad and is giving her this story. And that's kind of what drives the narrative. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm having fun with it. Um, it definitely has that, that throwback feel to it. Um, I wouldn't say it's easy. It's not super hard um, because you can level your character. Uh, as you collect coins, you can invest those in better weapons, stronger weapons, uh, and armor that'll give you more hit points. Um, so if you know if you're struggling, just grind, grind on some coins. It doesn't, you know, it's not fun, but you can grind on coins and go back and buy buy some of those power ups, and maybe that'll help you get through. Um, in my playthrough, um, which has been a couple hours, I want to say. Uh, maybe four to six hours total. I'm not sure. I don't think this one keeps track of time, which is a great feature that I wish they did for every game. Um, but in my in my going through it, um, I somehow skipped level three, or <laughs> I don't have the achievement for beating level three. Yeah, I was actually so, going to mention that um, more people have the achievement for beating level four and five than they do three. Yeah. That's... So, <laughs> well, the so. <laughs> It's not completely linear. Right, right. Um, you're, you're running through these levels and there's multiple pathways. So it, it's that whole, maybe I need to be taking notes thing, uh, you know, from old school games where you had that graph paper, you had 
that sheet that you had to sit next to you while you're playing so you could write down these things to remember to go back to because you know you don't have the latest issue of Nintendo Power uh, that has all the nice maps. So <laughs> you have to kind of make your own closed. map. <laughs> the hotline is closed. Your parents will not let you make the call. Um, so you know, I'm my guess is I missed a secret pathway or I didn't double back and check the other pathway and then I somehow I just skipped the level three boss and moved on to level four and it wasn't something that you needed to do. Uh, to advance the story but you know if you're a fan of the old school games this is you know this could be for you especially if it's on a sale um you know i enjoyed it yeah and so talk about the achievements a little bit more there are 30 achievements in total uh you i said that there was 10 levels before there's an achievement for beating each level so that's that's a third of the achievements there there's a lot of various achievements for collecting so many so much gold uh, killing so many enemies, uh, finishing arcade mode, and finding then different collectibles and you know doing or, or like finding other types of collectibles. That I'll just I'll just group them with collectibles. So collectibles and collecting uh, money, your currency, and killing enemies will pretty much clean the game up for you. Now there are only 146 tracked gamers. Three of the achievements have not been unlocked yet so i don't think that they're unobtainable uh they're probably just really like in-game level grindy achievements uh they, they are secret achievements so i won't say what they are you can look on ta if you have that option uh set but you gotta find and collect a lot of things uh to unlock them yeah, I will say that they are collectible based. Um, I don't think that's a big spoiler. These ones that are hanging on uh, that people just haven't gone back to maybe because they don't have the fun of collecting. Uh, and then it seems like one is based on, hey, did you do all the collections? Um, I don't think that's a spoiler. but Yeah, probably not. Uh, and actually kind of looking at it, um, almost almost every achievement is labeled a spoiler now that I'm looking at it. So... Uh, <laughs> You might want to look on TA if, if you know you really care about that kind of stuff. But uh, not an easy game. But if you stuck with it, I, I, I'm sure you know you could probably find some joy and uh, and uh, really not have too much trouble with the collectibles and, and stuff like that. It is a twenty dollar game. Uh, genre is a platformer. Uh, it did come out in early December and uh, it's only available digitally. Do you have any other closing thoughts on Battle Princess Madeline? Yeah, I would say just about every achievement has an exclamation point. Um, so if that ever comes up in a um, in a contest of some sort, um, this has a lot of them. There you go. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> that's a thing. Uh, I am going to grade this game. Uh, it, it could be a generational thing. It could be just because I'm really bad at this game. I would have to give it a two out of five. I like the art style. I like the the music. The gameplay was a little bit on the meh side for me. So two out of five from me. Um, yeah, going with the nostalgia glasses, I, I'm probably going to give it a three out of five. Um, it, But that's kind of because you know, it reminds me of, of old school gaming. Uh, and I just like this type of game. Any... Any any relationship between the developer's intention for the game being for his daughter and sort of a love letter to the game of games of his past for you and your daughter? Like, do you think you might engage in the game 
in that way with with your own kid oh well that's interesting um i yeah i don't i don't know like she has really just started playing forza horizon um (laughs) (laughs) so she's she's kind of skipped my 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 favorite game genres and now she's just driving cars through trees and you know which tree can i break um that's that's kind of her level of gaming right now um so maybe at some point um, it'd be fun to to have her see that and uh, once she sees some of those old movies maybe it'll mean something to her too but, I, uh, it sounds like like i know l with his son like he's shown his son some of the classics and from what you describe it sounds like a game that they might enjoy going through because he's aware of a lot of these sort of referential things and that might be a an, one approach to the game that will make it enjoyable beyond what your eventual rating for the game would be yeah and that actually uh, triggered <laughs> triggered my old man memory uh what it was i was going for um and that is that yeah i give it a three out of five um mostly for nostalgia but um as i'm playing it it does feel a little empty um you're running through it just doesn't feel very meaty as you're going through these levels there's a lot of space there's a lot of room for um empty exploration you know i'm going over here i'm doing this thing and it just doesn't pan out because that's just a corner of a room um but you sort of think that there's something there and and maybe in um in a larger development environment that could have been uh, there could have been something there that could have been a cool story element there could have been a cool power up or something like that um so yeah i, I can understand a two out of five for someone who doesn't have the nostalgia edge to it but yeah I, i'm going three of five we'll see what happens um when i put a little more time into it and if you want to see gameplay obviously look at youtube and you'll get a, a great idea of what you're getting yourself into i uh, still plan on putting my video up there as soon as i uh, can uh, figure that stuff out so look for that soonish trademark so. okay well that about do it for us coming up is a very sequential segment and then after that we got a review with Ellen Michelle and at the back end of the show we have Waka Pale with a quickie of the week be sure to follow the show at all the usual places you know you can follow us on Mixer, mixer.com slash AH101. And then our Twitter is tw- at Achievements101. You can also listen to the show now in multiple locations. We are on iTunes, Libsyn.com, Spotify, YouTube. I think there's a couple other platforms for Windows and some and such. If you like what you're hearing, please be sure to like and review us on your platform of choice. It is a free way that helps us out greatly. For those that listen to us on YouTube, be sure to hit that notification bell. Along with the normal show that you're listening to now each each week, we want to start adding our B-sides with video to YouTube. That way you get the game reviews or whatever it is we're talking about with a little bit of extra content. And along with your platform of choice, if there is a subscribe button on it, make sure you smash it so you don't miss a show. Like I said before, we have lots of extra content and bonus episodes coming out that if you're not subscribed, you may miss out on. There's We have a lot cooking, and it's not just the main show each week. And lastly, be sure to join in on all the conversations. Join the Discord. Our Discord is a booming community. Everyone's there. We're all here. Lots and lots of community members. Most of the people you hear on our Proclamation Point are there. Come say hi to us. 
Our Discord link is discord.io slash ah101. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Class dismissed. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. A very sequential segment with Matriarch, X the Hero, and El Royo MJ. Love that guy. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody! In keeping up with our tradition of doing holiday-themed, very sequential segments, it should be no surprise that today's list will feature achievements that relate to the most lovey-dovey holiday there is, none other than Valentine's Day. That's right, get ready to be suffocated by pink everything, heart-shaped everything, and love and bliss and happiness everywhere you look. Unless you happen to look in a singles bar, but we won't be going there. In honor of this loving union-building holiday, it only seems fitting that our pleasantries take on a positive tone. So, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce the man who is ranked sixth in gamer score in the great state of Tennessee, Elroy. Whoa, you you called Tennessee great and uh, number six and all this and stuff. But let me tell you something, Alan P nine. Yeah, Alan P nine. I don't know if you listen, but Alan P nine. I'm coming for you, buddy. I'm coming for you. You see that luchador mask at number six? Yeah, it's coming for you. You're only 16,000 ahead of me? That's nothing. You just wait. I'm coming for you. That was a little threatening. <laughs> <laughs> but on oh, that and, note... and, and, and Alan, happy Valentine's Day, Alan P9. All right, now, now you're good. Uh, now you're good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on that note... We are also joined by the woman who holds the title of second most gamer score in music games in the greater state of New York, Matriarch. Oh, nice. The greater state. Although when Tennessee is our basis for comparison. <laughs> uh, well, um, but I, I'm actually impressed. We actually did go with positive best leaderboard style milestones, which we don't typically do. So allow me <laughs> to introduce the man who is the best. And I mean the very best. At oh, Kung wow. Fu fighting in the grand icy state of Pennsylvania, as evidenced by him sitting firmly atop the fighting leaderboards in that locale. X the hero. Uh -huh. Woohoo! Oh. Wow. And, I don't and have like anything solidly, to say. I'm just. Like, it's like a 30,000 TA gap. It's not even close. Like, the next guy just gave up. So yeah, really I, I think I've mentioned that, that fighting is my favorite genre. And even without the Neo Geo games, I still. I'm pretty far up on that leaderboard, so I'm proud of that one. Yeah, you should be. When Good when stuff. I think of X, I think, man, that cat is fast as lightning. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> Where do we even go from there? All right. We'll just dive right into the we'll just Yeah, we'll just go right into the content. Oh, okay. That's why we're here. Sure, so sure. Mm -hmm. uh, the most interesting part of this segment is that the three of us all have a very different type of attachment to Valentine's Day. I, for example, I'm looking forward to celebrating my and Kelsey's last Valentine's Day before we get married this summer. We'll have a few drinks, Aww. make a nice dinner together, snuggle up on the couch and watch a movie. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh. No, wait, 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 watch a movie? That... You do that? Yeah, occasionally. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe you, man. <laughs> it would be a classic, like, Elle's suggested Terminator 2? Absolutely not. Okay. I'm, How about I'm... That, uh, that, that Tom Cruise movie we talked about last week? Uh, I think we're leaning towards Skyfall. Terrific. That's not the Tom Cruise movie that we <laughs> talked about last week. It is not. So that is my perspective on Valentine's Day. Lovey-dovey, mushy-mushy, all, all over the place. Elroy, on the other hand, he's been married for so long that he and Kelly Kelly probably don't do anything fancy anymore, and he'll spend the night like any other Thursday playing crappy video games. Am I pretty close 
<laughs> uh, yeah, well, actually, I think we're supposed to have a nice little old Uno boosting session on Thursday <laughs> night. And uh, what says Valentine's Day more than playing Uno, right? Uh, what yes. says Valentine's Day more than playing Uno? Only playing virtual Uno with strangers on the internet. Right. For Nothing for imaginary says, internet points. Right. <laughs> Nothing celebrates the holiday about togetherness more than playing a game that means one. Yeah. There you That's go. That's awesome, actually. <laughs> and finally, M M M M. M is of the mindset that Valentine's Day is just this awful experience and she's nauseated by the societal permeation of hearts and cupids everywhere. Ugh. Somebody has to be that person. Yeah, alright, fair enough. Well, with that said, <laughs> You can surely expect three very different spins to feature in this week's segment. So let's get right into it, shall we? Mr. Roy, take it away with our short and sweet, even though we all know that's a lie. Honorable mention. <laughs> all right. Well, honorable mention. So my honorable mention, the first achievement that came to mind when I was looking at, uh, you know, Valentine's themed uh, achievements. I, did you introduce that? I, I, I guess you did. That these are all Valentine's Day themed achievements. But the first achievement I have selected is kitten catcher, kitten catcher, from the critically acclaimed Connect Nat Geo TV. I mean, what screams uh, Valentine's Day more than that? So this game. If you're not familiar with it, it appears to have taken some kind of beating since its launch in 2012. The game with DLC has 74 total TiVos, but unfortunately, all the DLC has been removed from the Microsoft Store. So if you didn't get it, those 32 TiVos in Season 2 and 3, they're gonzo. Sorry, sad face. But if it is any consolation, 6 of those 32 that you can no longer get are discontinued anyway. So, of the remaining 42 Chivos in the base game, 18 of those have been discontinued. So, thus this jewel of a game has a lowly 24 available achievements worth a lowly 480 points, remaining for those folks like me who haven't played it yet. But, oh, oh hey, I forgot to mention, of those 480 points, 50 of them are buggy as hell, so now you're down to 430 points. Or for M's benefit, a little over two braids. <laughs> I was actually going to ask if it's worth your while playing for a measly 480. Yeah, for well, 430. Well, 50 of it's kind of in limbo. It's it's buggy uh, from all my all descriptions. So, for the record, however, Kitten Catcher, that is still available for anyone who wants to still go down this road. So it is worth a whopping 10 hole gamer score, and can be earned for playing the Mountain Lion game and dropping six lion cubs into the den. Without anyone escaping. That's what the description says. I don't know. It's, it's probably not supposed to be that threatening. But, or, <laughs> uh, and then it says, or you can watch someone else do that. So apparently you can do it yourself or just watch someone else do it. So this news will probably not be surprising to Matriarch, who coincidentally. Wait, wait, who's, who's Matriarch? M? I'm sorry. That, that's okay. Surprising M. It's okay, I'm already in a salty enough mood, so just, just bring it on. <laughs> bring it on, Mr. Roy. Insert duck. Mr. Roy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, M, who coincidentally unlocked the achievement on July 14th, 2013 at 1018 p.m., mm -hmm. when which coincidentally is around the exact same time 
Big L unlocked the very same achievement on the very same day at the very same time. How strange. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Uh, there, also worth noting. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Yeah, there is a, a small story that there, there was a G Task game, and oh. we, our third G Task partner also happened to be watching and uh, also picked up achievements. Great oh. G Task game that year. But go on. Oh, cool. Well, also worth noting, old fighter chap got the Chivo a week later, and Mama Bear Petart got it two weeks after that. Really? So, yeah, a little shout outs there. So, as wonderful history and trip down memory lane this was. What does the achievement kitten catcher actually have to do with Valentine's Day? Why is this the perfect one? Well, the answer ties into what my standing Valentine's Day plans had been up until last year and again this year. So you mentioned my plans. Well, this is what I'd like to do every year, but unfortunately the universe has crapped on me, and so it's not going to happen again this year. So we have this local art museum here down in Memphis. Now, before X goes into all the kinds of art he would expect down here in Hickville... Lots of uh, cinder blocks and propane tanks, but go on. <laughs> anyway, we have a local art museum called the Memphis Brooks Museum of Art. Now, I've only been there a handful of times. One time, they had the History of Video Games exhibit, which came on through, and I went to that. It was pretty cool. I was pleased as punch when I saw that Mule was featured as one of the <laughs> artifacts. Yeah, and not kidding. It was, I, it, I took a picture, and then some lady yelled at me and told me I couldn't take any pictures, but I still got the picture in her face. But the only other times that I've been there were for the International Cat Video Festival that aired at the Brooks Museum every freaking valentine's day for about i don't know three to five years so i'm sure that this probably <laughs> causes some confusion so let me explain this international cat video festival to you briefly this is where you go down to this museum it's in the evening on valentine's day and there's all kinds of cat themed things going on so there's, uh, you know, like all the different little shelters in the area are there with some informative packets. But there's also cat activities such as a little coloring. You can make like a one year we made Grumpy Cat out of a, uh, it was like full, you had the full paper and stuff. And then one year you can make masks and you wore a cat mask around for the whole evening. Uh, drinks are served, you know, things like that. And, and so the evening culminates with a wonderful video hence the International Cat Video Festival. And so you go down into the theater, and so before the, the event kicks off, the uh, local opera house, they sing this, this, <laughs> this song, and it's basically these actors on stage just meowing, and they're like singing, you know, meow. <laughs> and it's like and they like play out like they literally play out the scene with meows and 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 then they get their applause and then someone comes out and explains what the cat festival it is and then you sit there and you watch a one hour video which is basically just cat videos from the internet and so they have them into categories they have like cat you know, categories uh, yes yeah oh. absolutely that's what they have yeah oh, okay. and so yeah they actually have them into categories and so they have you know best um, short film, best uh, this, uh, whatever. And then they have like Hall of Fame inductees. Like, you know, of course, Keyboard Cat was a Hall of Fame inductee. Uh, that 
cat over in Japan that shoves himself into boxes. Uh, he's in the Hall of Fame. You know, all these different videos are in the Hall of Fame. And so you finish, and, and everyone applauds, and it's just a grand old time. Then you go back out and uh, enjoy the rest of the, the evening with all the cat-themed stuff going on. They had a picture booth where you could dress in cat apparel and such and, and uh, take a picture. and we, all, It was a hell of a good time. So... Fast forward to last year's pre-Valentine's Day, and I'm like, I don't see this on their website. So I went to the website to get the tickets, you know, because I'm, I'm in charge of it, and I didn't see these tickets. But, you know, I didn't panic. I thought, well, you know, sometimes websites get out of date. But I did place a concerned phone call to them, and I was informed that there would not be an international cat video festival this year. Oh, no. So, oh, no. <laughs> no, it was terrible. So I voiced my concern. I, I I believe I did throw the pun at him. I said, are you kidding me? And the <laughs> lady didn't really find the humor in it. But I, you know, I voiced my concern. I then hung up, and then I had to break the news to Kelly. I mean, it was it was not a good day. So we would not be catching any kitten videos that year or this year it would seem so i i guess it's possible i could you know like be a really cool husband and go find a bunch of videos and put them on a you know something make a little video and but i don't know if i got time for that but anyhow thus i want to inform the masses if you have an international cat video festival near you that is you you hold dear to your heart don't take it for granted so much like the chivos in connect nat geo tv it can be discontinued, too, and hurt your felines. Uh-huh. But, yeah. So, I encourage everyone this Valentine's Day to go kitten catcher, go catch a kitten film. And that is why it is the honorable mention. All right. You know, that was pretty good, but I'm not sure I was feline it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. That joke All was right. just a catastrophe. Indeed. Goodness. I, I just don't know. I'm just going to move on. So number five. Number five. Thank you. So Valentine's Day, at least in part, is a day of the heart, right? This is where most of our decisions, now, where most of our decisions should be made using the rather large brains that evolution has granted us. We as a species have, for some reason, decided that on this day, above most, if not all other days, that we should be guided by our emotions, which is a faux pas we gladly lay at the feet of our hearts. And if you think about it, That's what Valentine's Day is largely about. Giving that emotional, unguarded element of yourself to somebody else. You know, giving your heart. But you know what else people give out a lot on Valentine's Day? Herpes. Um, (laughs) Possibly. But but my answer is heaping piles of rejection. And you know where rejection strikes you? Right in your heart. Hmm. So... Yeah, maybe you weren't the person that got turned away by your high school crush when you finally got up the nerve to confess how you felt to that jerk. Or maybe you're not the person or working in an office full of dozens of roses or boxes of chocolates on other people's desks while you sit at your empty desk reminding yourself that you gave up chocolate as a New Year's resolution and questioning why it's a thing to give people dying flora anyway as a sign of admiration. But if you are, there are a bevy of achievements meant for you. So let's start with first, the heartbound achievement from Infinite Adventures. For that achievement, you have to continue to hold to hold the hand of your loved one, no matter what. Aw, isn't that cute? Aw, yeah. Right, except this is merely the beginning of the fall, for eventually, being heartbound turns into heartbreak. True Achievements actually lists over 20 achievements called Heartbreaker, 
which shows just how much easier it is to have your heart broken in two than it is to have it bound to a special someone. And while I could choose <laughs> any of the hunting simulator achievements that literally task you to break the heart of some poor animal, I'll instead focus on the more <laughs> relational heartbreaker achievement for hearing what Alice has to say in Alan Wake. I won't get into what that is, but the title certainly delivers as intended. But hey, the story doesn't have to end there, right? So your heart broken. It's Valentine's Day, right? This is supposed to be good stuff. So pick yourself up and have yourself a heart-to-heart -heart with someone by earning one of the heart-to-heart -heart achievements you can earn in either Shining Resonance Refrain, Boz Blue Chrono Phantasma Extend, or the game most often cited as the most romantic of all time, Duke Nukem Forever. Oh, yeah. yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> After your consultation, <laughs> go ahead. You, you just got the you just got the attention of both of us, right? right? And we made the same damn noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh hell we're yeah, we're talking some Duke Nukem. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I've so, been waiting for this. After your consultation with your heart member, which you can find by engaging in some forensic work in CSI Deadly Intent, you'll be all set up to meet with any of the eleven available Heart of Gold achievements before eventually having your heart crushed by the heart crusher achievement from Beowulf, and then proceeding to make peace with your own heart of darkness, which you can earn for things as varied as entering the heart of darkness in Far Cry 2, or sending your vampire into a blood rage and plague ink in involved. Did I write that right? Probably evolved. Evolved. <laughs> evolved. Well, that's what happens when you read from a script. The heart is a <laughs> fickle, fickle, fickle thing that yo-yos about at its leisure and takes you and your giant evolved brain along for the ride. For the tale... These heart achievements tell the whole lot of them landed at number five on this week's list. Wow! All so right. What was what was the Duke Nukem reference again? Well, I, I, <laughs> well you'd have to listen more carefully, Elroy. <laughs> well, you got us all distracted. It's like you threw you like threw something shiny over there, and like and then you went some other direction, and it was like a, a you know I, I don't know. I, I guess I missed it. I'll have to there's there's an listen. achievement called Heart of Gold. So that the whole oh, thing okay. is just these are all achievements with the word heart in it. Gotcha, and Valentine's gotcha. Day is a heart day. I'm not going to lie. After you said Duke Nukem, I just couldn't stop thinking about Duke Nukem. He just started okay. drooling and salivating <laughs> and fantasizing about Duke Nukem. <laughs> that guy's awesome. How does Kelly yeah. Kelly feel about this? Yeah. Man, that guy, you know he always has a, a Valentine, man. You, you've seen his place. Multiple, of course. Multiple Valentines. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, Indeed. <laughs> and probably herpes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. All right. This week's number four carries number four. a number. Go ahead. Number four. <laughs> number four carries a PG-13 warning. So young listeners, cover your ears now. Number four is brought to us by the Metal Gear Solid HD collection with the very steamy achievement called sexting. Hmm. Now, for those old folks who don't know what sexting is, it's basically the act of sending and or receiving a sexy text message. Hence the name sexting. Now, generally the focus isn't on the text, though, because there probably isn't any text in this message. It'll be on sexier things like, well, use your imaginations, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, in this game, the achievements earned for sending Otacon a picture of a marine with no pants on, which certainly sounds sexy to me. As you guys <laughs> know, I have a strong aversion to pants, so a lot of the pictures Kelsey takes of me are pantsless, which means, by my standards, Kelsey has an entire phone full of sexy, pantsless pictures of me. She, uh, <laughs> she's particularly fond of my Cookie Monster boxers, and she really likes the pictures of me playing Xbox and my Panda boxers, but that's besides the point, right? Hmm. All right. Well, yeah. 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 Okay. 
Now, well, that's well, out there for everyone now. Oh, I mean, is anybody surprised? Of course, I have panda boxers. <laughs> is Jeffy surprised? <laughs> is he offended? No, he, he's he's honored. Really, is it, did he model for them? That'd be weird. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so, when it comes to sexting, pantsless photos aren't the only options. Topless photos are also acceptable because nothing says, oh yeah, that's hot, baby. Like a good picture of your undershirt or your cami. My God, mine's out of the gutter, folks. Bonus points if this topless picture includes an undershirt with yellow stained pits, because that means you've been working hard and perspiring to look your best for that lucky someone. Kelly Kelly must be one very lucky girl, because I'm sure all of Elroy's shirts have yellow pit stains. Oh, man, you should see my uh, <laughs> my uh, wife beater collection. It is... <laughs> it is... Uh... Yeah, you you got me, man. Case you in point, me. case in point. <laughs> so, if topless or pantsless photos aren't your thing, though, there are lots of other sexy pictures that you can send. Try shoeless. Duck pics? What? Duck pics? Duck pics? Yeah, why not? Why not? But I uh, got distracted. Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> there was a, see you threw the shiny thing in the in the corner of the room this time. I did. You know, I threw the I threw duck pics out there. And I know. Gone. I got to go find some duck pics. Just let me know when it's my turn to speak again. Sounds good. So try shoeless because ankles are hot. I mean, just ask Victorian England. You can also try gloveless. In Pennsylvania in February, gloves are pretty much a necessity, so taking them off for a picture would be extra revealing. You'd be hard-pressed to find someone not wearing gloves at this point in Pennsylvania. Ah, finally, there's the classic beltless sext message. Nothing screams sexy like admitting that your pants could fall off at any time because when the pants come off on Valentine's Day, that can only mean one thing. <laughs> what does that mean? Comfy pajamas? What the heck else would it mean? <laughs> oh, right on. So, the thing with sexting, though, is that it doesn't have to include a sexy picture. Sometimes words can be sexy. And remember, folks, nothing makes a sexy text sexier than proper grammar. Did you send a message that said, should, of, went? You're probably a sad, lonely schlub who will spend Valentine's Day looking at pictures of blue-footed boobies, pussycats, Sardinian asses, and horny toads. Had that message properly stated should have gone, well, you'd be getting some sweet pantsless action on your Valentine's Day. <laughs> Did those uh, sexy animals do it for you guys? Oh, man. There was a duck That's relative. A... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last bit of advice here. When it comes to sending a sexy message, just remember that anything can be made sexy. For example, let's take something that's not inherently sexy, like, I don't know, cheese. If you don't think cheese can make a Gouda sexy message, you cheddar get with the program. So, what makes cheese so sexy? Just look at that ooey-gooey melted goodness. Picture it splattered across your body, dripping from your mouth, and use your imagination, baby. You still don't get it? Ricotta be kidding me. What's that? You find my cheese puns grating? You're fed up with this already? Alright, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'm done. But, if the thought of melted cheese didn't inspire you with a sexy text to send, you could go with the backup plan and invite that special somebody to celebrate with a naked Havarti. Sorry, I said I was done. That always works on Valentine's Day, but anyway... I think it's about time that this bit gets laid to rest. So in closing, speaking of laid, what's the best way to get laid? Go to Does it involve cheese? No, it, it doesn't. The best way to get laid is just to lay down for a couple minutes, and then lay becomes past tense. Oh, nice. That's a great tip. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> oh, letting that one sink in for a little bit. Yeah. So you so you wait, you lay down, and then what? You you just wait? That's it. You lay down. You actively lay. Okay. And then in the past tense, you, you laid down. So you... The future of Tennessee students right here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> 
let's not even <laughs> like throw in that is... curveball and say like the past perfect tenses. I have no, lane. No, 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 stop, stop. Yeah, no one knows stop. that. Stop. Huh. Just stop. Why don't we move on to number three? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. We're spending too much time together. I am the glue that holds us all together. Did you just? Those are just two of the thirty-one achievements in this jewel of a game that features a sepia tone, homeless English fisherman-looking guy jumping out, like uh, I don't know, yelling awkward at you every time your answer does not match. We are, of course, talking about the game Awkward. Hmm. So, neither one of those, however, are the achievements I chose for my number four. Wait, number three. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but uh, the one I did choose is called Happy Valentine's Day, and it is worth 20 whole gamer score. But before I tell you about that achievement, let me first explain this game for those of you that haven't played it. So, you basically get to answer a question with two choices. You pick one, if it is what the majority of the general public think, then yay! If not, awkward! The general public, from what I can tell, are mostly British, given that some <laughs> of those questions are like a bunch of English crap that I really don't know what mm. they were talking about. Like They were using some terminology that we don't use down here in Tennessee and uh, a lot, asking a lot of questions about the British family and stuff, and I'm just thinking, okay, I, I, all right. And so... Um, that and the before-mentioned old bearded fisherman-looking guy is clearly something you would see out of Monty Python. I mean, clearly. So, th the game bills itself as some kind of controversial game, for the game forces you to do something that is frowned upon these days. It is called having an opinion. Ah, oh, gasp. Awkward. <laughs> oh, no. So, awkward. yeah, awkward. This game... I think should be prescribed to every avocado toast eating snowflake millennial out there and let them know how the real world works. Artwork! This game asks some damn good questions like, would you rather trip an elderly person or yell at a baby? Obviously, the, the answer... Well, I'm sorry. Before I tell you what the obvious answer is, I mean, what, what y'all got? I, I would probably yell at a baby anyway, so... Yeah, I'd yeah. sooner yell at a baby. Obviously, the answer is yelling at a baby. Y'all passed my test. Y'all my kind of people. So, I mean, it's not like the little thing's going to remember it anyway. Speaking of babies, do you think it is irresponsible for people living in poverty to have children? <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, I do. And guess what? If you have a poverty baby, I will yell at it too. Awkward. In case you're wondering, I was on the right side of the majority on both of those questions, thus proving that I am freaking awesome. Now, or maybe I should go live in Britain or something. You know, now, I'm currently teaching fallacies, <laughs> and that seems like a really uh, faulty analogy right there. But go on. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> so wait, so you lay down. In... Oh, oh, man. Oh. We're, st we're still on this? <laughs> we're going to release a grammar B-side in the coming weeks. <laughs> so now not every question has to do with babies or dead babies. Awkward. But there was one question in particular that made me think of a discussion that we had on this very podcast. The question was, do you always set your alarm clock to a multiple of five? I thought, this is the whole gamer score discussion. Do you always get an achievement that is worth a multiple of five? 
Any guesses on how this one turned out? Uh, I will say most people yeah, probably do. Most people set their, yeah. Awkward. Oh, oh wait, hang on. So wait, it was a seventy thirty. <laughs> it was a <laughs> It was a seventy thirty split, and honestly, I forgot which one won. <laughs> So I guess you have to go play the game and find Based out. Based on the fact that it was My 70 bad, 30 ending in a zero or a five, I, 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 I'm going to guess the, that that's what I won. took the time. I, w- I took the time and, and wrote down the, the percentage, but I forgot to write down what the result was. Way to go. I will just yeah. throw out there that Kelsey sets her alarms for 530, 532, and 536. Awesome. So, wow. uh, yeah, I'm a 528 kind of guy. <laughs> nope. Yep. Um, everything's Awkward. at fives or zeros. Okay. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's circle the wagons as to why this is an excellent, excellent choice of Valentine's Day Chivos. So, again, the name of the Chivo is Happy Valentine's Day. So, it's obtained by va- playing the game on Valentine's Day. As you may assume, yes, you can trick the Valenti- Valentine's Day one into popping by changing the date but looking at the guide online as to how to do it, it's kind of exhausting. And actually, it's really just a borrowed solution from a Chivo that M talked about not too long ago. That uh, Nachi, Nochi one from mm-hmm. Nero? Gnocchi? Yep. Come on, Gnocchi. Gnocchi, yeah. Not, so that Nachi one from <laughs> Nero. <laughs> so, so the easier solution is to just... You know, play this game on Valentine's Day and harvest its unusually high 5.70 ratio. So <laughs> my assumption is, is that this ratio will significantly decrease when Valentine's Day hits, given that this game hasn't been around for an actual Valentine's Day yet. Yeah, so like the 12 track gamers that have it are filthy snake in the grass mm-hmm. cheaters on par with those curators on the RTDL that make Big L sick. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> So besides the namesake, what else makes this awesome Chivo for uh, for Valentine's Day Chivo? So the answer is in the name of the game itself. Awkward. How better to describe many dates that will undoubtedly take place on Valentine's Day? Anybody have a quick awkward date to share? I, I got. I, I'll tell you what. I'll start the bidding with a date of mine. All right. So here you go. Was this last week? <laughs> <laughs> Was it when you told Shh. Kelly Kelly there's more cat <laughs> festival? Whoops. Oh, yeah. So this happened uh, many years ago, and I I took a young lady fishing. You know, already a really romantic date here. So I took a young lady fishing at a pond on the outskirts of town, and we were going to use corn as bait. You can catch fish with corn, and 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 you don't have to get the smelly, you know, dead you know fish or worms on your hands I, I was trying to be considerate so so we go to the store before we go out and get a can of corn and my dumb ass buys a can of cream corn so thus it wasn't the cleanest scenario when we were baiting the hooks but that wasn't even the worst part so finally we're at the part where we're casting out and then my dumb ass gets my line stuck on a rock or something under the water. And so I'm, you know, trying to, you know, act like, you know, I'm a veteran fisherman here. So I'm you know, kind of wiggling the line a little bit. So finally I pull the fishing rod too hard and 
the line, I'm not sure if it either snapped or somehow it became dislodged from whatever is holding it, and bam, the line flies back, and it hits me in the damned eye. So the hook wasn't oh, no. stuck. It, yeah, the hook wasn't stuck in my eye or anything like that, but I couldn't open my eye, and I just knew that it burned like hell, and something was definitely wrong here. So I tried to keep my machismo kind of going, and I was like suggesting that we probably should head back and get my <laughs> eye looked at. And then my eye, I mean, I can't even open this thing, and my eye just starts watering everywhere from the tremendous trauma that it has just undertook, and to which my date starts to say, like, ooh and ah, and like, oh, yes, you're crying. And I wasn't. My eye was just watering because I had just experienced a you know, freaking hook in the eye or close to it. And that was just the icing on the cake. And so I ended up with an, a corneal abrasion and had to wear a patch for a few <laughs> days. And that girl and I never went out again. But I did go to my karate class or whatever it was, some kind of fighting class, whatever it was. I went to that that night. And apparently depth, depth perception is not great when you're wearing a patch because I kept punching my friend Bear in the face. There you go. Is your That's friend Bear a bear? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, that was his. That's why he went. I, I was all right. He was Bear. We have a a couple other f- friends. One was Spoon. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I didn't. That's just the way we rolled, man. People in Tennessee are cool. <laughs> well, this was in Texas, so you know. I take back that statement. Yes. So. I I don't know if you want to follow that terrible story up with an awkward date, uh, but so I'll just keep it moving. So the other reason is that for Valentine's Day, whether you're a true romantic and actually cook for your significant other, like you probably should, or if you're one of the chumps that just take the easy path and go out on the town, wherever you go, make sure to ask her or him some of those hard-hitting questions. If it's one of those first dates and perhaps you know that you're not a great conversationalist, maybe you should play awkward before you go out. Get your 100 TA from this overinflated Chivo, but more importantly, fly through some questions and get some amazing conversation ideas. Maybe a woman or a man that yells at babies over tripping old people is not something you, someone you pictured for spending your life with. Maybe they are. Awkward. But in any case... You definitely need to find out that awkward moment when you realize you've been talking too long on a podcast. All I took away from that is that we need to, with Kelly Kelly's permission, of course, get Elroy into a dominatrix and the safe word will be gnocchi. (laughs) Oh, man. Because that would be awkward. (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) All right. Well, well done. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Number two. Number two. So I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach here with with awkward. So just just ride this wave with me. Awkward. Wait, wait, wait. Is awkward a two time on the list? Yeah, this is this is our first. This is uh, this is unprecedented. Dual entry. But we we have have different approaches. I think it's going to pass muster. So. Wow. Barbie's going to get jealous now. (laughs) I know all these other achievements only got picked once, but but here we go. So Valentine's Day is supposed to be all about those warm, ooey gooey emotions you get from seeing the love of your life 
for some reason on this particular day. A particular day like any other day. Except that it's the one that someone at the Hallmark Card Factory decided would be a great day for selling some pieces of paper with someone else's words of adulation on it for you to give to that person that you should be coming up with your own glowing words for. And that brings me to why I also picked Awkward's Happy Valentine's Day, along with Batman Arkham Asylum's Calendar Man, and particularly its Valentine's Day visit, for the number two spot. And I think you'll find that my my reasons are quite distinct from Elroy's. Oh, awesome. All right. So... All of us are familiar with date-sensitive achievements on Xbox. These are those pesky ones where, as Elroy was talking about before, you need to turn on the console, load up the particular game, and possibly do something specific on a specific date. These achievements kind of suck, because if you want to do them legit, and you totally want to do them legit, right? Offline! (laughs) Offline! But if you want to do them legit, you have to wait a year and then hope that you remember or pay the penalty. We complain about these achievements all the time. Two achievements in particular have the dubious distinction of involving Valentine's Day, and those are the two I mentioned above. And if I'm being honest, my issues with both the day and the achievements are actually pretty similar, and they mostly boil down to a single question. Why does this have to be restricted to a single day? Now, I'm surrounded by teachers, so they probably know the answer and will make me seem foolish. But what is it about February 14th that has to be the day? You should be celebrating your loved one all the time. You should visit incarcerated persons for more than just an achievement. You should play awkward whenever the mood strikes you. Well, scratch that last one. (laughs) My point is there's really no reason to set any achievement to be a specific date other than to strong arm you into playing the game on that specific day. Similarly... There's really no reason for Valentine's Day or the concept of it to be on that specific date, except for, seemingly, to give everyone their once annual reminder that they should treat their loved one like they're someone they love. You should be able to earn achievements on any day. You should be able to plan a dinner and movie night on any day. So that's it, folks. Much like the vast majority of achievements can be earned on any day you please, tell your husband, wife, spouse, partner, significant other, or whatever phrase you use for that special someone in your life, that you love and value them on any day you please. Remember, between the launch of this particular episode and next Valentine's Day, there are 364 opportunities to tell your other half just how much they mean to do they mean to you. So seize as many of those opportunities as you can. And also, you have all those days for all the achievements you want too. So pick up a few of those along the way too. So uh, according to the being, uh, <laughs> credit is traditionally given to Pope gelatin jealousy that's not right whatever you're saying is not right jealousies for declaring february 14 as saint valentine's day around the year 496 to separate the church from the roman celebration of lupercalia an ancient pagan fertility festival which occurred on february 15th I, That's I, the so it's portion. the wrong day anyway. I do love me some uh, ancient pagan fertility festivals. <laughs> you hate kin, brother. Yeah, I the, hear you. The, the ancient pagan calendar is loaded with fertility festivals. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, you're an ancient pagan. What is there to do? You got to like hunt, fertility. hunt and gather and be fertile. So yeah, yeah. fertilize. <laughs> Uh, and speaking of awkward. fertility, uh, that's kind of a segue, I guess. Uh, despite my sexy previous entry, I'm going to go a little more modest for this week's... Elroy? 
number one. So this week's top pick goes to the Romancer achievement from Viva Piñata. To get this achievement, you need to become a Master Romancer for five different species in the game. How does one become a Master Romancer? Well, in order to become a Master Romancer, you need to have seven of any given species in your garden at one time, at which point I assume there's just a giant piñata orgy and Taffy gets shot everywhere and it gets stuck in their hair and all over their faces. And, <laughs> oh, man, but for having created... So, that's like that one movie, something about Mary, right? Yeah, exactly what I was going with. That, that you watched, right? You saw that one, I right? I have seen that one, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and there's something about like a, a rest stop or something. I thought that was funny. And, and Beans and Franks and all that. But uh, anyway, for having created this giant pinata orgy, that makes you a master romancer. I, I could end this one right here, but I did promise that number one would be more modest and I would not want to lie. So I was thinking... Since the Romancer achievement is earned for becoming a Master Romancer for five different species, the perfect way to become a Romancer on Valentine's Day is to become a Master at five different romantic things. Because surely, once you've conquered five <laughs> things that will woo your partner, you have truly earned the title of Valentine's Day Romancer. I, th I thought, uh, for half a second, I thought you were going to propose that you become a Master Romancing five <laughs> different species <laughs> on your own. And I was just like, whoa. Hey, whatever butters right. your attracted, bread, Tennessee. Attracting a new audience here. <laughs> yeah, a, lot, a lot of people from New Zealand just tuned in. I don't know. All oh, right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. So, in order to express these five things, I obviously i am going to list them sequentially. It's a top five oh. within the top five. It's what we do. Whoa. We're breaking all sorts of barriers. I know. Here today. Very, very meta, right? So, <laughs> before, <laughs> blown minds. Before I begin, I would like to point out that these things are all from my perspective as a guy doing them for a woman. Uh, while I'm sure any gentleman would appreciate his lady friend doing these for him, these are all typically and stereotypically things that guys generally don't do. I'd also like to say, gentlemen, that these are things that you should be doing year-round to keep your missus happy. Just like M said, there are 364 other days a year to express love and affection. So, there's no real reason to reserve these things exclusively for Valentine's Day, since you'll be sure to make a good impression whenever you do them, right? Mm-hmm. You, you right. can spend the other 364 days fixing cable and throwing footballs through, you know, tire swings. <laughs> there we go. All right. Yep. So without further ado, not safe for work warning. Number five goes to Vacuum Cleaner from Dead Space 2. This achievement is earned for decompressing 20 necromorphs in a vacuum and launching them into space. If you've ever seen that really, really old movie Aliens, where you launch the alien into space, it's pretty much that, right? Oh, man. You, you yeah. really want me to get me talking <laughs> about aliens. I, I blew up Discord this, uh, this morning with some Hudson. I mean... Ooh, that you did. Love me some Hudson. All right, so since vacuuming... What are we going to do, man? <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. Game over. S Game over. Since vacuuming is a chore that tends to only get done when it absolutely needs to be done, chances are, since, you know, you have to suck 20 xenomorphs or necromorphs into space, <laughs> you have mm -hmm. at least 20 dust bunnies hiding in your home. Uh, probably in corners or under furniture, wherever dust bunnies like to go. So, fire up your vacuum, get all the dust bunnies out of the picture, get the Dorito crumbs out from the cracks between the flooring, and suck your way to a happy Valentine's Day. All right. Number four comes to us Number from four. the window cleaner achievement in Motion Sports Adrenaline. Much like vacuuming, cleaning the windows is not a task that gets done often, and it probably gets done even less than vacuuming, if we're honest, so... This achievement is for waving off 20 weapon attacks in the wingsuit event, but I have no idea what that means because I've never played the game. What I do know, though, 
is that the real-life equivalent would be to wipe 20 smudges off of your windows. Because once the windows are squeaky clean, you can guarantee that the rest of the night won't be. I, on Windows, might I add that um, if you're going to buy a home, make sure that you don't get uh, like a home with wood windows. You want to get vinyl windows. And the reason is is because those things rot like like no other. And so you're going to have to eventually replace those unless you want to be painting them all the time. So future homeowners... Look for vinyl windows. All right. I don't know what kind of sketchy uh, dealer you got, but <laughs> windows are made of glass. Oh, uh, well, the frames, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a fair point. <laughs> Moving right on to number three within our number one, we have the Dusted and Done achievement from Rebel Galaxy. This achievement is earned simply for completing the main campaign, but since this game has a 50 to 60 hour completion estimate, that's certainly not a quick task, much like dusting. So like all the household chores that I hate, dusting is up there just because you're never actually done dusting. You spray the surface down, you wipe it up, but all you do is move the dust around. You never actually eliminate it. You just kind of relocate it and put it elsewhere. Then there's all those nooks and crannies that the dust gets trapped in. You have to decide if you actually want to like move things or just dust around them. Dusting is just an awful, awful chore. And the worst part is that you're never actually done. If you start with the entertainment center, by the time you dust the rest of the room, the entertainment center already has dust on it again. It's like the worst thing ever, but whatever. However you decide to handle dusting, make sure you give the dining room table in particular a good rub down because hardwood always appreciates a good rub on Valentine's Day. Uh, oh no, you, you you talked about Rebel Galaxy. That's all I I was I thought that you know I I throw some Rebel Galaxy at you. Ah, okay. Oh, I don't know what just happened. Well, I do know <laughs> that number two is number brought two. to us by the bedroom optimization achievement from yesterday's Origins. This one is earned for solving all the puzzles in the flat, which I assume is one of the levels, but I haven't played this one either. What I do know is that in real life, bedroom optimization is a puzzle to be had in and of itself. For example, when you make the bed, do you fold the blanket or do you lay it out flat? Do the pillows go over or do they go under? When you're tidying up the floor, do you put things in their intended places or their practical, usable places where they will end up anyway? Most importantly, when you're picking up your dirty laundry and you toss it all in the basket in the closet, do you then close the closet doors, creating inconvenience? Or do you leave the doors open for early access later when you and your significant other take all your clothes off and make a mess of the bed you just made? And finally, number one within number one goes to the very simply named Chef Achievement from Pillars of Eternity, which is for creating five or more different food items. Simply put, every woman loves a man who knows how to cook. I think that's like a universal fact right there, right? Yeah. I think everybody loves anyone else who knows how to cook, whatever yeah. your significant other is. That's a fair point, woman. too. Yeah. I, I I didn't know how to cook. Kelly taught me how to cook. I'm oh. pretty dang good at it now. There you go. I'm a, yeah, yeah. I'm good at baking. She trained you well. Yeah. All right. It's a good trade. Yeah, well, baking. Elroy, you mentioned that it is nice to go to a fancy restaurant on Valentine's Day, but that's the easy way out. It's much more oh, yeah. intimate and romantic to prepare a nice meal for yourself at home, light some candles, pour a nice adult beverage or seven, and just enjoy each other's company without having to deal with <laughs> other people's conversations and that server that nags you every five minutes trying to get a better tip at the end of the night, right? Plus, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, go ahead. You know there's steps between 
one drink or, and seven. You you don't have to do one or seven. You you, you can go somewhere in between. I'm just I'm just saying. you're doing it wrong then. <laughs> anyway, uh, when you make the meal yourself, you can prove that you are actually really listening to what your partner says because you can prepare some dishes that they are really fond of. It's win-win all around because you get to show off your cooking skills. She gets a meal that she really enjoys and you probably saved a lot of money like you switched to Geico. And the icing on the cake here is that after you finish your dessert, you can move on to the real final course, which is the meat course. The meat course is usually messy, but it always has good results. Unfortunately, it's generally not offered and it's usually frowned upon at most restaurants, but cooking at home is sure to get you to that final course with meat in your mouth much quicker. So there you have it, gentlemen. <laughs> the top five ways to prove that you're a true romancer this, uh, this Valentine's Day are to vacuum, clean the windows, dust, tidy up the bedroom, and cook a nice meal. Do these five things and your Valentine's Day is guaranteed to have a happy ending. <laughs> oh, that was really clever. Well done. <laughs> Yeah, that was awesome. That had to have taken hours to write. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so my cat's urinating in our clothes basket. I didn't want to mention that, but you, you, you talked about the closing the closet door. We, we got to, like, we have to close our closet door. You mentioned that, but I didn't want to derail you, and you're flowing. And, but I, it's annoying. If you have any tips on how to get your cat to stop urinating in the clothes basket, please let me know. I do not, but growing up, we had a cat named Orion that we called the spiteful pisser because he knew these shoes belonged to this person. So if, <laughs> if I pissed off Orion, he would piss in my shoes. If my mom annoyed him, he would piss in her shoes. He knew, man. It was weird. Wow. That's that's go. awfully romantic. <laughs> Very to topic. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this has been a, a fun list, guys. Enjoyed it. So yeah. excellent. Yeah, feel free to look us up on the usual, um, you know, blah blah blah, Twitter, blah blah blah, Discord, blah blah blah, um, yep. true achievements, um, you know, blah blah blah, other places. Where else do we exist? Um, it, you exist on I'm, SoundCloud. I do. Oh yeah. On, and you and some, YouTube uh... and Facebook. Give me some likes, folks. Window of opportunity. Just put out a new song. It's pretty cool. But uh, on that note, let's let the countdown to our next list begin now. Top three romantic meals to cook on Valentine's Day. Number three, spaghetti. Number two, steak. Number one, any kind of seafood. Top three bouquet of flower alternatives I've seen advertised on social media. Three, the Olive Garden breadstick bouquet. Two, the bouquet of delicious looking Milano cookies. And one, the old tried and true edible arrangements fruit bouquet. And it's bouquet, but that's no, that's not, here, here are top three fun facts about Bobby Valentine. Number three, he coached my Texas Rangers in the 80s and he didn't win jack squat. Number two, he once got thrown out of a game as the Mets manager and then came back into the dugout wearing a disguise which consisted of only a mustache and sunglasses. And number one, he thinks he invented the wrap sandwich. Oh man, did I miss recording again? Hello, and welcome everybody to Cooperative Dissonance. With this review segment, we aim to answer the question, is two better than one? And more importantly, we will ask how Michelle tolerated carrying me through yet another co-op endeavor. We don't get enough time in this segment for me to properly answer that question. What are you trying to say, Michelle? Is your back a little, uh, you know, ouchy-wouchies? No more than usual. Rename the segment Michelle and her hernia. Why don't we, instead of worrying about what we're going to call the segment, talk about what we're actually going to talk about today? Good idea. 
Today we'll be talking about 39 Days to Mars, a cooperative adventure. It's a little idea at Xbox title, developed and published by It's Anecdotal. 39 Days to Mars was just released on February 6th, although it has been available on Steam since April. It's a puzzle game, and rightfully so, but we'll get into details about that in just a little bit. It'll set you back about 500 megs on your hard drive, and about $15 in your wallet, if you're looking to buy it at full price. $15 Merkin. Merkin, of course. So, uh, Michelle. ESL. Uh, what type of game is 39 Days to Mars? L, you'd, you'd know that if you had the script in front of you. Oh, I think that phrase belongs to someone else. 39 Days to Mars is a cooperative and single-player steampunk puzzle adventure game. Do you know what steampunk means, L? Oh, uh, yeah, sure, totally. Um, uh, AskJeeves.com. Ask Jeeves? What you uh, Steampunk is a subgenre of science fiction or science fantasy inspired by 19th century steam-powered machinery rather than advanced technology. Oh, I get it. So like that uh, Sid Breakwind dude from Final Fantasy VII? I, I think you mean Highwind. And close uh, enough. I, I guess so. Well, the actual plot of 39 Days to Mars is that you and your co-op partner step into the shoes of Sir Albert Wickes and the Right Honorable Clarence Baxter. These two gentlemen are inventors in the 19th century. The game takes place in 1877, and they've developed this craft called the HMS Fearful, a name it well deserves, and you're supposed to pilot on its maiden voyage to Mars. Of course, the steam engine runs out of coal, and the cat shreds the navigation map, Tea gets cold and the scones aren't made. It becomes clear that this isn't an easy thing to do. So the two players that are playing the game have to work together to make sure that they solve all the puzzles and get the HMS Fearful to Mars. Now, if you happen to be playing in single player, just know that the Right Honorable Clarence Baxter is replaced by Sir Albert Wickes's cat. Meow. 39 Days to Mars is clearly meant for co-op and even tells you at the outset that it's the intended experience. You know, normally when you start up a game, the default option is single player. But no, no, no. No, no, no. Not this <laughs> game. The first thing it shows you is multiplayer. And I believe it has a message like, this is the way the game should be played. Right. Right. It basically talks down to you if you choose to play the game on your own. Although <laughs> it is an option. Not only is it an option, but... If you want all the achievements, you got to do it in both ways. But mm -hmm. more on that later. When we discuss the achievements, you'll know that a playthrough of the game is not too long, taking maybe a couple of hours if you've never played before, and are working out the puzzles for the first time. And the puzzles in the game are actually pretty varied for what it's worth. And the game is pretty short. But most of the puzzles that you engage with, other than having to make tea or make a scone, are all pretty varied and they use the elements in the game in interesting ways and the two having to control the two different individuals and working together so as you're going through the game various parts of the ship will stop stop working so at some point the engine will blow and you'll have to figure out a way to fix the engine or the garden in the ship will become overgrown and you'll have to figure out a way to 
trim the garden in a way that is acceptable to continue going forward. And the game drops hints by having a library within it that you can actually use to figure out what you have to do. So everything challenges you and engages you in a different way. So even though the game is um, is brief, it packs a mm-hmm. lot of content in that brief segment. Mm. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just hungry. You keep mentioning scones and... Oh, yeah. I mean, the scones are a big part of it. Making tea is a big part of it. And Mm. actually, all that is, it's all tied into the achievements, as are the individual puzzles. Hmm. Did somebody say achievements? Let's talk about the achievements. Well, let's. As of right now, there are 33 gamers on TA with this game. One person has managed to complete it, so there's no unobtainables for all of you completionists. There are 23 achievements. I'm actually surprised there were not 39 achievements. (laughs) Yeah, it is surprising given that so much of the list runs with this idea of 39. Or not so much, but several of of the achievements do do mention do something 39 times. Yeah, in our first run, we played with no guides and no idea what the list was. And we managed to obtain 8 of the 23 achievements. Yeah. Um, and go ahead. Of those, uh, of those eight achievements, most of them are things you will get. Like some of them are missable, but many of the game's achievements center around either succeed at this thing or fail at this thing. So while you may not get the succeed on your run, you're you're going to do one or the other. So you're going to pass through several of these things on your way. Like you, I don't think there's a way to get through a run through of the game without getting the game on your tag. Yes, that would be pretty improbable. <laughs> and you have to do multiple playthroughs anyway. So like I said, you know, you, there's an achievement for beating the game with two players, which unfortunately, as we discovered, does uh, only attaches to the host. Right. It's always a bit of a bummer when a game that is built for co-op as heavily as this one is, is a host-only game, but it is the case here. Although the saving grace of it is that the game is, again, one playthrough, fairly short, and you only need to play with one with another player for one achievement, which is the one to beat the game with two players. Yeah. When you play solo, it kind of ticks on, like if you've ever played Brothers, mm-hmm. where the left and right stick are individual hands on some of the puzzles. So it's a little bit jarring from going from co-op, where you only have to worry about one hand, to worrying about two hands right and also just something to keep in mind because we obviously understand how people listening to a show like this one are going to try to get achievements it's not a game that's good to play with an idle second controller there might be a way to do it by using both because you'd effectively be switching or uh, putting both each controller in each hand and playing with half that controller but it's not an ideal setup for it so you really should have a second human player on board uh, yeah i i think so and i guess you could play this with someone who's a little younger i know several people have children that they may play games with but some of the puzzles and the things you have to do may be a little difficult to wrap your heads around but there's nothing that's really super time sensitive and if you fail it's okay the game is kind of built with the fact that you're going to fail these things in mind there, there's even an achievement that awards you for failing your first puzzle and all the puzzles right yeah, there's there's uh, one achievement for getting through the whole game, failing no puzzles, and another achievement for getting through the game, uh, failing all of them. 
so never doing anything correctly. (laughs) (laughs) Tailor made for me. (laughs) Well, when you're playing your single player runs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The game also has two speed run achievements, which I know can sometimes be a turn off for people. Uh, There's a 50 minute and a 30 minute. But seeing as you have to replay the game as much as you do to get the entire list, you'll probably be able to knock that out in due time. Yeah, I'm scared of that, Michelle. Maybe it's a... Oh, actually, one of the reasons I'm scared about that is because the game has some sort of randomization uh, aspect to it. Mm-hmm. So it's not exactly the same puzzles every time. It's the same basic idea, but the answers aren't always the same. So you have to figure out the answers to the questions. Right. So to give a specific example, there's, uh, as I mentioned earlier, a puzzle that has to do with the garden in the ship getting overgrown. And in order to trim the garden effectively, you have to go to the library and look at the book that tells you the rules for the garden. And that book will show you the different types of plants. And rule F will be there can only be two of this flower. Rule B will be there has to be an equal amount of this flower and that flower. And that those numbers will change. So it's not the kind of game where you can effectively look at a guide and those answers are all going to be there for you. You're going to have to actually pay attention and look through these things each time to make sure that you're getting the right answer as you go through. Uh, and the big thing we've mentioned a couple of times is that the game is British and it's Ooh. very much in love with its... Oh, yes? Are you going to mention <clears throat> tea? Uh, I was planning on it, but it sounds like you have... I was trying to teabag you there. Oh. 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 Uh. No, no. Um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> so the tea puzzle is another good puzzle to go into just a little bit of detail about. In the tea puzzle, you're given various ingredients to make the perfect cup of tea. You have hot water, you have some ice cubes, you have some sugar, and you have milk. And the game will instruct you that in this case, for the perfect cup, the cup of tea, it needs to be warm and milky. So what that means is you have to pour the tea into the cup, pour the water into the cup, wait as it cools down from scalding to warm, and add milk. And then you can drink the tea. So the game tasks you with passing this 39 times and failing this 39 times. And this is where the game might get to be a drag because you have to make 78 cups of tea. A typical playthrough will probably get you between four or five cups, which means you're going to go through quite a few playthroughs. Hmm. Tea. <laughs> I'd also say in terms of the achievements, because you're looking at this, this tea achievement is probably going to be the thing that takes you the longest time. Each playthrough of the game is probably going to take somewhere between 40 minutes and an hour once you're comfortable with it. It's probably going to take about 15 to 20 hours. I don't think the one completer has, um, has put up an estimate yet for time. So... That's just a guess at this point. We're obviously nowhere close between our playthroughs. Are we wrapping this little ditty up? We sure can. Share some final thoughts about it. Now, I know that, as I said before, people listening to these reviews generally love to hear some numerical value attached to the game at the conclusion of such reviews. The, The issue with 39 Days to Mars is that the number assigned really depends on how you choose to engage with this game. Maybe... Do a score out of 39? We can try that. We can try that. But what I'm getting, I I really think that the game kind of reviews in three distinct ways, which I know is a bit of a cop-out, but it's a different experience in co-op, a different experience in single player, and yet another experience if you're looking at the game as an achievement list. What do you think of the co-op version since we did play it together? 
Well, in co-op, I think I'd give the game like a 33 out of 39. Oh. Yeah, I enjoyed the humor, the British humor. And it's very, very clever. And I enjoyed having you help me get most of the achievements. Oh, I mean, um, I, I enjoyed playing with you. And I would actually recommend it. But $14.99, it's actually not a bad price because you're getting a lot of replay value. In our community, people tend to want it to be one and done, but it does have a lot of replay value for the price. The yeah. game is short, but remember we talked about the random elements, so it's not the same game every time. Yeah, I, I agree. I think 33 out of 39 is, is fair. Something equating to 4 out of 5-ish is about where I'd go to. And I'd actually argue if you have a solid co-op partner who's not necessarily a gamer, this game might be worth that $15 for you. Because it can be picked up so casually and it can be completed so quickly that it's something where you can say, hey, we have an hour to kill. We're going to work on this. Think about it like the time you'd invest in a board game you might play with somebody. Uh, and the puzzles, they because the random nature, and especially when you're playing with another person, where one person's controlling the left side and one person's controlling the right side, there's that bit of you know back and forth where you might get frustrated at how something goes, but then you finally figure it out, and it's really rather rewarding. And having played through the game in its entirety twice, that's as far as I got. Both times were distinct enough that I would definitely want to go through with, through the game again. And definitely more so if I had a co-op partner at the ready to pick up and play. Yeah, I guess once you get comfortable enough with it, it's easy to find like 45 minutes to an hour, mm -hmm. find a friend or a family member, and run through. Oh, there's also an achievement for beating it in one go. So yeah, you, you beat the game in one playthrough. And you know there's achievements, like we said, for sub-50 minutes and sub-30 minutes, so... Playing the game will eventually fall into a fun meta challenge of, you know, going through as quickly as possible and eventually throwing your controller at Michelle. I mean the TV. Hey. Not the TV. Not you. Not you. Because, uh, you know, if you might get to like 29 minutes and then the randomization for that last puzzle uh, is just bad enough that it makes you take an extra 30 seconds to Mars. Oh. Oh. But dumb tish? Uh, yeah, well... I'm going to take the baton from here and move on to talking about this as a single player experience because that is the way that most people wind up playing the game. And I'd still argue it's pretty fun. There are some controller inconsistencies and you'll see this a little bit in co-op too where somebody will be holding an object and it just seems to float away. And that really isn't your co-op partner trying to get the controller thrown at them or the TV. It's just that the game controls inconsistently sometimes. This mostly is clear when you're doing the mini games involving making scones. So when you're making a scone, you have to put jam on it. You have to put cream on it, currants, and strawberries. And especially when you're picking up strawberries, sometimes they'll just flutter all over the screen on you. And that can be frustrating. But while that is the case, the puzzles in the game itself are still engaging and the puzzles are generally able to be solved without too much frustration with the split control mechanic. Uh, really the first major puzzle you come across in the game where you have to solve an actual puzzle, putting the pieces together is probably the most difficult one. So if you're feeling stuck there right at the beginning, it gets easier from there. Uh, the game does suffer a little bit in single player. There's no doubt. Once again, the game yells at you right at the beginning. It's a co-op adventure. That's what it's meant to be played as. But the conversion is done well enough, and it would sit 
slightly lower in my opinion. Probably something like a, I don't know, a 25 out of 39. Interesting. Interesting. Probably, well, you're a big puzzle fan, so Mm -hmm. maybe weight a little bit different for you. Yeah, that's absolutely true. My bias is definitely more toward puzzle games. Well, you went through it once in single player. Are you kind of in the same boat, or you think you'd be a little more hard-pressed to recommend I honestly, experience? Uh, to be honest, I don't recommend it as a single-player experience. When I play single-player games, I tend to pick games that are solely single-player. Mm-hmm. And when I play co-op, I love to play co-op. So, generally speaking, if I'm going to play a single-player game by myself... It's going to be something that is made for a single player, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that's a fair point. All right. So finally, we have the consideration of achievementos. We're quite aware of how many people who listen to this review choose to consume their digital media. And while 39 Days to Mars is a short game, it's not a short completion and will demand multiple playthroughs, which is frequently a strike against such games. It will also, for at least one playthrough, require a second active player, or a fair bit of manual dexterity on the single player's part. Or if you grow two extra limbs, maybe. It's, uh, or some other appendages can help play, but we won't go there. Uh, <clears throat> there are speedrun achievements. <laughs> um, which have come up a lot lately in our Discord, speedrun achievements. But, yeah... And what we've learned is that most people in the Discord don't like them. Unless they're done <laughs> specifically very, very well. And this is really, because the puzzles are random, you might just get a bad draw. And you might be having that great run and then and then lose it. And that definitely is something to be aware of. Um, all that said, the list is doable and can be completed. And I look forward to getting you to come back over and help me finish it off. And then on your tag, we got to do it again. So, I'll probably just finish the whole game on my own and then uh, hope yes. I get help with the two-player achievement. This is usually the way these things roll if I ever want them done. Sheesh. So, uh, just being honest, that's the whole point of reviewing. Oh, uh, right. But the bottom line is at fourteen ninety nine, the game is going to sound steeply priced. And I, I get that. I mean, it sounds like you do as well. Mm-hmm. But if you do have a willing couch co-op buddy, I would actually, I would say to go for it. I think at fourteen ninety nine, it's well worth it and you'll get plenty of content out of it. And personally, if I wasn't so motivated by filling up my gaming time in the pursuit of quick gamer score, I could totally see myself busting this out on a lazy Saturday afternoon and just playing through the game in its entirety because it's fun and it's quick. Uh, but without a willing co-op buddy, I would definitely say to wait for a sale price that suits you and then snap it up at that time. Uh, what are your thoughts, Elle? I agree with you on all of what you said. Whoa, what? Well, I do. I mean, it's an amazing game in co-op. That's my opinion. You liked it a little better in single player than I did. Mm -hmm. But that's where we differ. But overall, I like the game. You like the game. Mm -hmm. And thank you for listening to our debut episode of Cooperative Dissonance. And have a lovely day. Hello and welcome to whatever this is with Wakapale. As you grow older and or amass a bunch of responsibilities, it is difficult to find time to just sit down and play games for hours on end. As much as you want to, it just rarely happens. This week I did get an opportunity to do so. Unfortunately I had to spend most of it atop my porcelain throne, which is not close to my gaming systems. 
Sick leave is a great time to play, but depending on your state, you will not be able to play too demanding games. I did sink a considerable amount of hours into the appropriate Plague Inc. Evolved. Plague Inc. is silently one of the most widespread games ever. Since its release on phones in 2012, it has amassed over 120 million players. Plague Inc. Evolved, the console and PC release, has sold over 2 million copies, which is impressive for a phone port. The stats on TA is far from as impressive, with only 12,000 starters. Of those 12,000, only 33 have completed it. Many are undoubtedly scared by the huge number of achievements and the time commitment required to complete it. Plague Inc. Evolved has 184 achievements worth 1740 game score and over 8000 TA. While a majority of the individual achievements can be earned in 10 minutes or less, there are a few that will really test your patience. So far, I have exterminated or enslaved humanity 164 times and will have to do so many times more if I want the completion. This is a real change of pace considering how many times I've saved the world in various games over the years. The objective of Plague Inc. is to infect and destroy humanity with various pathogens, ranging from viruses and bacteria to more exotic diseases such as vampirism and neurax worms. The gameplay itself is menu-driven, tasking you with mutating your disease to increase infectivity and lethality. Time only moves while you are watching the world map and see your disease spread and kill across the globe. This makes it easy to put down your controller when you for example need a sudden bathroom break or an aspirin. Playing Plague Inc. during sick leave makes me thankful that my explosive diarrhea is not coupled with projectile vomiting, paranoia and total organ failure. Plague Inc. Evolved is probably the best phone port on the Xbox One, and while it is arguably too much of a good thing, I highly recommend eradicating humanity over and over again.